OMG. What up? All rights reserved. All rights reserved. This is the Tomic Oil Show. Please donate to my cash app. It is dollar sign Tomiko Show TV. That's T-O-M-E-I-C-K-O-S-H-O-W-T-V, if you feel so inclined. Now, moving on. Let's get into this. Okay, so this one, I am talking about this writer's strike. I'm talking about Jamie Foxx, Carly Russell, Gilly the Kid's son, Sacrifice. I don't even know where to start. And they're all connected in some kind of way, you must know. All right, so let's tap in. I, I, you know, I was even a little overwhelmed because I didn't even know where to start with these things, man. But let's start with all rights reserved. This video is for educational and informational purposes based on the Copyright Act of 1976. The opinions expressed on the show. Yeah, it all, re it all reflects me. Let me stop. No, there, I'm going to have people on here. And I hope you do decide, folks, to come on, on here. I'm going to put the link right here for any bold souls that would like to join. I'm not mad at, no, let me, let me, let me start with information first. Let me start with information first. So of course, everybody at this point knows the writer's strike is popping. It's been going on since May. And now the actors have joined the Screen Actors Guild. That means little old extras like me and big time actors like Tom Cruise are all on the same picket line. But here's the difference. Let me get into some information. You know I like to get into it. Difference is, um, you know, a lot of people are not interested in hearing what you have to say until it hits their pocket. Now, I've seen some marvelous uh, con conversations on this, and I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. But I'm going to get into this. And I love Choice TV. Please support Choice TV. He is absolutely top three favorite uh, YouTube people to watch. He's very detailed. He does a lot of research. That's why I'm on his channel. Then I'm going to get into some other stuff. What a powerful impress. Powerful impress. I like that name. Um, yeah, let's get into this, man. We about to... I'm going to pause it because I, I want to know what y'all think about some things. So here we go. Here we go. This is Choice TV. Definitely support this cat. Some viewers may find this disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. And no, I'm not playing the whole thing. But he's so he's got chock full of fucking information. I just love it. All right. I just love it. Hold on. Let's press play. Hi, my loves. It's Destin Choice. You're watching Choice TV. So today's video, I really had to get on here and talk about this crazy situation going on right now with the writer's strike. Now, the whole world is in shambles right now about the whole writer's strike because this could really affect every single one of us watching this in the next couple of years. Now, some of y'all may see this whole writer's strike debacle and think, wow, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Why should I care? Now, let me just give you guys a nice brief breakdown how all this stuff started. The WGA, also known as the Writers Guild of America, recently came out and they recently wanted to renegotiate their contract that they have with the AMPTP. The AMPTP is one of the biggest organizations in the world. They're responsible for controlling 350 plus studios all across. Now, that's why I like Choice. He gives really informative information and I love that. So most of the, most average people haven't heard of AMPTP, but AMPTP, and I don't, don't even try to get me to telling you what it stands for, are the people like, I'll, I'll let him explain it. It's more fun having somebody else explain it. Hold on. They control Paramount. Not just Paramount, they control Apple TV, Amazon Prime that you watch and stream stuff on, Netflix, Warner Bros, Discovery, 
any major platform where you consume a lot of media like Disney, Disney Plus, they control all that. They're responsible for issuing the contracts, handling funding, and much more. And the WGA, which represents the writers, have been at odds with them for many, many decades. Now, the thing about the WGA and the AMTP, they're two separate organizations, and one is catered towards the writers, the people who write the TV shows, like the shit that y'all see on these corny-ass talk shows where these comedians tell these corny-ass jokes that aren't even funny, the same shit you see with the teleprompters whenever you see Tiffany Haddish or this entertainer hosting the award shows and they're reading off the teleprompters. Yeah, a lot of those times, those are writers that are actually writing those things. These celebrities aren't fucking funny like that. It'd be writers that are telling them what to say. Same thing for the people who report the news. These people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. These people are realistically just reading off of a teleprompter and feeding all of us forceful information. Uh, well, well, let's go to Tom, Tom Bulcher with the weather. <laughs> Blank screen, no words on it. Got to think, must think. Back to you. Ad lib. What, huh? Make what? something up. What, huh? Uh. <sighs> Same thing for the people at the Breakfast Club. You think the Breakfast Club goes out of their way to go look shit up, to go type shit up? A lot of their notes and the research they do is done by their writers and their staff. So writers are very crucial and important. And without writers, a lot of these major entertainers and influencers would not have a brand or a platform. And shout out to Leslie Jones because she recently went on this crazy rant going in on people, shaming the people going on strike, shaming the actors and shaming the writers. And this is what she pretty much had to say to sum everything up. To pay their fucking rent. You need to understand that writers don't get paid when they're not writing. It's not something like they get extra checks or something coming to them because they did something. They get paid one time and probably not that much. So what we're asking for, it's just like if you, it's billionaire fucking corporations that's making millions off of motherfuckers that's doing the work for them. And all they're asking for is their fair share. Nobody wants to get their face scanned and get paid one time and they be able to use your image for the rest of your fucking life. Who the fuck wants to, who, you wouldn't do that. You people who come in and comment on the fucking bullshit. Oh, well teachers, you know, they're not getting paid. Well, you know, black, black. all of us need to strike against the fucking corporation, not just fucking SAG and, and the actors, the teachers, everybody need to be fucking striking against the fucking corporations because they fucking all of us. So think about that when you're looking at these posts and want to post some real shit, some real fucked up shit about how, oh, you guys are just trying to get paid more. and that, that. Go fuck yourself, homie. Go fuck yourself. We're fighting for people who really can't. They, 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 there's people in this business that's not even getting paid enough to, in, to, to afford health insurance. Health insurance. They can't even go to the fucking doctor. Why? And, and, and it's just like, oh, all y'all rich. No, not all of us. Not all of us, son. And the ones that are like me, we're stepping up for the ones who need to be rich. Now, the writers have pretty much gone on strike since May. They have pretty much made it very clear that they're not getting off a strike until they get paid more. So the whole writer strike is basically all about the fact that they want the AMPTP, which is an organization that controls most of the film studios and networks in America, to pay more. Now, the Writers Guild of America is responsible for all the writers and all the people who control the shows and write the shows and much more, and including the scripts. 
And they negotiate every three years with the AMPTP about what they want, whether they want more price increases, whether they want a higher wage, whether they want to hire more writers, whether they want to get more pension plans, more benefits, and much more. Because a lot of writers get paid a lot of money. Some writers can make up most six figures a year, and some writers make, unfortunately, like 25, maybe even 30K a year, even though a lot of them are responsible for a lot of hit, a lot of hit TV shows. I'm a television and screenwriter. What do you work on? I wrote on a Hulu show called Woke and an ABC yeah. show called Queens. Um, how long have you been a writer? Professionally, like two years now, but I've been screenwriting probably like the last four years or so. How much do you make? It varies a lot from year to year. Yeah. So when I wrote on Woke and Queens, at that year, I made just shy of 200K. That was great. And then last year I made 38K because I was unemployed. Tell me about the writer's strike. Like what are writers asking for? We are just asking for the career to be sustainable. So uh, one of the things we're asking for is a minimum number of weeks for a writer's room to yeah, take place. Yeah. So back during the heyday of cable and broadcast, typically you would be employed on a TV show for 40 weeks out of the year. Yeah. And then during the hiatus, you would be getting residuals. So yeah. you could still sustain yourself. Right. However, now there are some writer's rooms that are as short as five, six weeks. And then you have to try to find another job after that. Oh Sometimes you can't because they write it into your contract that you are exclusive to them until they make a decision about a next season. And with streaming shows, as I'm sure a lot of people have seen, there can be two years between one season and another. So right. they are basically forcing you to be unemployed for two years. If you are in Los Angeles and you want to support the writer strike, you can join a picket line. If you go on the WGA website, it'll have the list of all the studios and what times we're going to be there. You know, there's even instances where a lot of these writers will literally write hit TV shows, and a lot of them are living in and out of hotel rooms, living in and out of Airbnbs, barely got money like that, and can't even support themselves. But they're helping write all these major TV shows that are getting nominated for Emmys and Oscars and all these major accolades all over the world. And since the 60s, there have been probably at least five writer strikes. And the last writer strike occurred 16 years ago, back in 2007. Now, back in 2007, that was the first time I even knew what the fuck a writer strike was. Most of us know about the writer's strike because a lot of our favorite shows got canceled due to the writer's strike. Dan Pine, I'm a screenwriter. Matt Weiner, and I'm the creator and executive producer of Mad Men. Lance Chantile is my name, and uh, I was developing a show at CW. Matt McGinnis, I'm working on Journeyman. Dennis Rinslow, one of the executive producers of uh, Corey in the House. Nicole Yorkin, I'm an executive mm -hmm. producer of The Riches. Scott Shepard, I was running The Dead Zone. I'm a writer's assistant for a show called Burn Notice. Julie Pagot, and I work for Mark Warren and Dennis Rinsler. I'm a script coordinator for a show called Factory on Spike TV. Hi, my name is Nate Mine. I'm an assistant on Gossip Girl. And for those of y'all who are going to say, well, what does it have to do with us? Listen, a lot of our favorite shows got canceled back then during 2007 and 2008 because of the writer's strike. Let me give y'all some real shit that you need to hear. Your favorite TV show, black sitcom, one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, one of my favorite shows from my childhood. That was canceled due to the writer's strike. A lot of these production companies, due to the fact that a lot of writers walked out on the job because they were tired of the low pay and the fact that they were only getting like five weeks, six weeks, and being told they had to be exclusive to only one or two studios, one-on-one -on -one had to get canceled. It got canceled due to a lot of other reasons, but the fact that a lot of these shows couldn't support multiple shows at the same time they had to get rid of one-on-one. -on -one. 
Another show that was negatively affected is one of my favorite childhood shows, The Ghost Whisperer. The Ghost Whisperer was a very popular show starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. And the show did last until 2010, but production was halted due to the writer's strike. And guess what happened? A lot of these shows only ran for 15 episodes a season. Notice how a lot of your favorite TV shows from back in the early 2000s had what? Like 22 episodes? Yeah, I do remember that. I like The Ghost Whisperer. That was a cool show. Did you ever watch that race? And look, this is what happened. Now, I do remember the other writer's strike of 2002 because now I have to now I have to floss and stuff like that. I have to do it every episode. I have to. I got a K-Swiss commercial during the writer's strike. Yes, I did. You know, I got to show it right now. I got to do it. Um, but see, the thing is, the thing about acting and doing things when you're on strike is you don't get paid like you're supposed to which you know it is what it is uh i got paid let's see for the commercial i did you're supposed to get let me just show you the damn commercial here it is i gotta i gotta shine for myself real quick hey hey but this was doing the other writer's strike it's only 30 seconds relax here we go i'm gonna tell you why let me tell you what's up I wear my K-Swiss. I wear my K-Swiss. With my shorts. With my sweats. Wear them like this. Wear them like that. Red, white, and blue. K-Swiss. Nothing else will do. K-Swiss classic. So many to choose. Pick any. Can't lose. I wear my K-Swiss. In a park. After dark. When I want to be seen. Representing my team. K-Swiss. When I dress. To express my individuality. <laughs> when I want to be seen. My individuality. <laughs> individuality but you know what i was supposed to get paid 12 g's but during the writer's strike they only paid us five was i complaining hell no but i still so, made money listen but this time they're going to use ai that's where i was going with that i'm they're like this ai they're not going <laughs> to use people who are willing to cross the strike i got you you gonna this is a video or you want me to keep going? If you would like, and then I'm gonna press play. All right. To every grown up listening, whatever career you choose to go into, remember you choose to go into. If that career is a struggle throughout the entire time and you never blow up and succeed in that career and you're disappointed, remember you're chosen. Now, yeah, shit's unfair. The reason why it's unfair because we regular people in this world who go to the movies and watch it don't realize that's a real ass gang. It's a real corporation that eliminates people off this planet. If the writers are not willing to go to the extremes of getting what they want by any means necessary, nobody's listening. Pick that profession, you deal with whatever it is. They give a sacrifice, they give a sacrificial lambs, Harvey Weinstein, Oprah's up next. Come on. They're gonna throw to the wolves. Yes, indeed. Quincy, before he dies, they're gonna throw him to the wolves. Don't get it confused. Everything of color of substantial prominence is going to come to an end based upon how we operated as a people. Come on. I understand the writer's strike. I understand um, that people are suffering. 
I put it like this. I have a relative in my family who went from being a potential, uh, potential possible, if you got out of line, gang member or serial killer, to stopping in his tracks and saying, before all this happens, I need to do a different way. And here we are 20 plus years later and he's doing 150 and he doesn't even get dirty as I do for that amount of money. Yeah, we don't want to do these type of jobs. This is the easy way to go. We can get on TV and be like, I just want my fair share. But if you're not willing to go in there and off one of these executives and get what you want the way they will, you, Tupac, Biggie, and anybody that want to fall in line, then you can scream until you're blue in the face. That's how I feel about the music people. I think the music people should join this shit. This, this so how about this? Every single entertainer, listen, when I go to, when I clock in at my job, the one thing that separates me from my coworkers is this. I'm in a clear understanding that I am a contractor. Now, I'm under contract via my social security number. So I get there and I use my logic and be like, okay, they're going to pay me this for X amount of hours of work regardless. So if I can get this work done in four hours, I'm getting this amount of hours while I'm driving home. Instead of just being there for X amount of extra hours, just because I about to just take what I get from this and turn around and do something completely different in my life. We can sit there and, and be like, the industry is this. But just remember, the person, the entity that created the industry is the most evil entity in the universe to us. And we're all trying to join it. So if you join that, then you do what it, what it is. That's or come out, here with your, come out here with us regular working people. We eat my sandwich. I disagree, but let's press season. From 12 episodes and then 10 episodes and then only 13 episodes one season, a lot of it was because of the writer's strike. So when writers go on strike, guess what? Your favorite shows get canceled. Budgets have to get reevaluated. These major billion dollar corporations have to figure out how much they want to pay people, how less they want to pay people unless they want to sit back and not make a profit. And guess what? So many TV shows never saw the light of day because writers walked out because... To me, it's sounding like you're saying settle. If you join their shit, you should settle for the bull instead of like really pushing justice or promoting just, you know, fair, fairness. No. But it sounds like that's what it sounds I'm not like. saying settle for anything. If you join really their saying, your contract, you're saying then you got to deal with whatever. Everything that we've been doing as entertainers, actors, writers, singers, composers has not benefited the people yeah, other than leading us down a line of degeneracy when we're all actively participating i hear that let's press play you write as court script coordinators script writers script doctors they walked out oh and that wasn't the end of it so as you guys know the writer's strike is currently going on but this time the actors are now walking aside the writers before the actors sat that shit out, the actors didn't want to get involved because, again, actors get paid a lot, but a lot of actors don't make a lot. Sometimes actors have to treat it like a hobby because a lot of actors don't get work like that. You literally get rejected a thousand times before you even get one role. So recently, the beautiful, legendary Constance Marie 
came out and she exposed the industry and why she would be striking alongside the writers because she herself has not benefited from streaming platforms. Now, all of us know Constance Marie. Yes, all of us know who she is. Most of us remember her from being the mama on George Lopez. And a lot of us remember her from being on that, you know, movie playing Selena Quintanilla's mom. You know, she plays Selena's mom on the movie. So most of us know her from that. And a lot of us may also know her from the TV show Switched at Birth. Now, Switched at Birth was a very successful hit TV show. It was one of the first successful TV shows with a deaf set of cast members, a set of cast members that practice ASL, American Sign Language. It was groundbreaking, really successful show that went on for damn near five seasons. However, she made it clear that the industry fucked her over and a lot of other actors over because a lot of these actors ain't getting paid shit from streaming. My residuals that I get paid for a show I did called Switched at Birth, which I love, right? Amazing show, super creative, represented the deaf community, and I really felt was an important show. I learned ASL. I had an injury because of so much ASL, but that was my work, my passion, my love. And I did that show for five years. Great cast, great writing. So the studio is still showing my show, my work, my likeness. And this is what I get paid for. (laughs) Um, Three cents, four cents, seven cents. I can't make a living. They're still making money, but I cannot make a living and pay my rent and pay my insurance off of these residuals. And Hell yeah. And that's what's going on with the music too. Hell. You know, you heard the joke. I'm gonna show you. Coolio said when you know when he when he went to it. Hell yeah. Let me show you. Let me show you. He said, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. I joined this club. I just can't eat. Hell yeah. Where did you get that from? I just made it up. Okay. Maybe it was the ancestors talking to me, and I just said, heard them, and they told me to say, yeah, "What's up, y'all?" We just hit one billion. I want to thank everybody for all the years of, of love and, and, and just you know being there for me. You know what I'm saying? I hope I got you through some good times and got you through some bad times because you damn sure got me through, son. Shaka Zulu, y'all, one billion. Thanks to paradise. And so once again, whatever you paid last year, add ten thousand to it. Ten thousand. <laughs> That's not funny, but I'm saying. And the worst part about that song is they had to give Stevie like, I think a hundred percent of it. That's the worst part about it. He only made real money when he was on tour doing a song. Yep. And a billion streams. Hell yeah. $10,000. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Join the hell club. You deal with hell shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Words sound power. We can get mad at they're not paying me. Man, my job is dangerous as fuck. We should. People, as we should. That's people like thing. me don't go to work. All this shit is bullshit because the TV won't be on. You have to stand up, though. It's exploitation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. let's press play right and this is not just for the actors who've had long careers we're fighting for every single actor even background performers it's unsustainable unless the amptp and the studios pay fair wages and it's really sad because this is an industry town now can you pause before a second let me ask everybody a question just be fair that's all 
no, I, I asked everybody a question. Imagine it's dark and this person's in the middle of the street and she feels this way. And she comes across a person who is willing to take her life for the little thin gold chain around her neck. And she's completely not understanding it. But hell yeah, he don't give a shit. My thing is, the industry that everybody is talking about has taken lives to sustain itself throughout its time. If everybody who's participating in it is not willing to do the same, then we're just really having a conversation about Lent. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How many motherfuckers have been sacrificed? Wait, look at look at Melly. Ugh. He about to walk. And if he walks free and able to get on a stake, look, they've already got misconduct I'm gonna from the prosecutor. Hear, hear me out. We, I didn't mean to go back, but it's still entertainment. They already got misconduct, misconduct from the prosecution. So if it's a declared a mistrial for misconduct, they can never try him again for these murders. Okay. Ever. Double jeopardy. Right now, it's a hung jury, and they can do it two more times. If he beats this, he'll be the biggest rap artist in the world. Let me let me get it. Um, maybe big screen real quick. Let me, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it real quick. That's what I was laughing when I saw it. Y'all ready? Let's do it. I saw that. <laughs> oh yeah, earlier for those who may not have seen it, I had played YNW. Melly was in court, and the other day he was in court. And he was just like praying. You know, hey. This is a young man that blew his best friends from birth brains out. Oh, and um, had oh, his homeboy oh. take the bodies to the hospital. <laughs> and everybody lied. Every female, every male stepped up and let him get away with this murder. Because if he gets away with it, hell yeah. Just like Shanquella. That nigga gonna be bigger than Jay-Z. <laughs> Just like that lady, wait, just like that lady that got off for shoot her son shooting a man in the hot dog spot last two weeks ago, too. Hey, look, he did what his mama told him to do. I'm never mad. How about this? How about she just grabbed her shit and left? Me and my mother had that conversation. How about this nigga arms are swole? How about I don't be talking shit and walking up to her? How about I just shut the fuck up? It looked like she was already at the window. I don't really know how to ship. How about this? It looks like she didn't understand that he would knock the fucking shit out of her ass. But who? How was he to do it? How dare he? You're right. Your hands to yourself. You're it. absolutely right. And keep your intentions to yourself. If you're not about that shit, I watched her walk up to him. She could have just stopped He's talking to him. him. How about this? She could just walk out and let the food and call the police. There's a whole lot of options that we can sit there and say, and the man, but he wasn't even built like that because he wasn't raised like that. Maybe she should have thought, this nigga not even raised like that. Now she turned her son into a killer, and now he about to be fucked up and possibly become another extra killer. There's a lot of possibles. 
Yeah. But at some point, you ladies got to understand, y'all ain't built like that. Yeah, and but so my we, we, told me yeah, you're right. When you, see a, when you see a man in your face telling you he's about to knock your teeth out in public on camera, maybe you should respect that he's telling you the truth and just walk the fuck away. Or, yes, and you're right, maybe you might get smoked. Oh, my God. You're right. And that's what happened to him because he's known to be a temperamental man in a female's armor. Not just that. He um, was on dope. Like the, my cousin told me, I, I figured he was high. He told me, but my uh, thing is this: Chicago. At she, what point did she not figure out this motherfucker was high? She wasn't. It's not her job to have to do that. She's going to get high. Dog. You're right. Hey, you're right. It's not her job to be out in public with all these killings and mass murders and all this bullshit going on to pay attention to her surroundings. You're right. There, Let's bro. let her off the hook. Damn, I don't. What I mean is, when I saw her step in front of him, when he said he was going to knock her ass out, she should have been leaving. He stepped in her face. Now, I would... Hey, have... lady, if you don't get your fool to stop talking to me, I'm going to knock your motherfucking ass out. And he said it at least two or three times. At what point do you not realize that motherfucking fool is serious? Me personally? Here's why. Here's I at what point she didn't realize it. Because she knew... And she texts her son, bring me my pistol. Okay. He was just at the door with the gun. I didn't see her text anything. You're right. I didn't see it. Hey, how about this? <laughs> he was just at the door with the gun. No. Um, he was just at the door with the gun and happened to be there with a gun to shoot this dude to death. Some people say that. How about this? When it minute it turned hostile, the conversation should have been over with. She should have been in the car calling the police. Now, listen, uh, this is a very good one. Say, would Chris Rock have been wrong if he had smoked Will Smith after the slap? Will you be wrong if you realize that was all staged? Well, we know that. but just Okay, so now let's not even answer the question because if we all know it was staged, then what the fuck are we even talking about that bullshit about? This okay. man lost his life because he was out of pocket. And so was the female. Everybody in this situation was out of pocket because we have a lack of communication based upon our emotions. I'm saying that. that right or wrong, if I realize I'm in a bad spot, I'm not going to present an offense when I have no defense unless I knew I had a defense. I hear that. that little boy wasn't just in a door with a burner. He was summoned. No matter if they want to let everybody know, everything's public record. But I guarantee you the way they came up with the text message with Melly, you do the same thing with her. She was standing there while he was talking shit, texting her son, bring my burner. And when he saw his mama get the shit knocked out of her several times, he popped his ass. And then when he got hit, he went out the door. She told him to shoot him in the back. Fuck y'all. Who's y'all? Anybody that has a problem with what I'm saying. Oh. He stopped attacking the shit out of her because at the end of the day, she could just shut the fuck up. This big motherfucker. See, I would have left, but I would have. See, I would my car called the police. I would not even. I'm just saying, how come we can't hold people accountable because she's a female? But you can never predict how someone is going to respond to the bullshit you throw out there. And that's yeah, absolutely right. But here's the situation we're talking about. We don't have to predict. We don't have to predict anything in this situation because what we do have is that. There was an actual timeline of confrontation between that male and that female. And at some point, 
She could have just shut the fuck up and walked away. And so could he. You're right. But now, if you want to throw the drugs and be mentally unstable and her just saying, I don't give a fuck because she wanted him to die. My, uh, you, clearly. Clearly. Because I believe she texted her son. He didn't just get out the car. He didn't just, where was the gun at? Did she give the gun to him or did he know the gun was there? For some reason, he came to the door with a burner. And pop this fool. He had a burner because in that area of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, okay. But he came to the door with a burner. And it's been, I don't know if you were aware in the news in Chicago the last week or so before that, there's been a high crime of a lot of women being mugged, robbed, R word in Chicago by men. Don't be out there by yourself. Black men. Don't be out there by yourself. Friends. They let a lot of monsters out of prison. Don't be out there by yourself. There's a lot of this. So you have the right to protect yourself. Without a doubt. I didn't say that anything. What I'm saying is this. At some point, you have to understand that, oh, God, it's midnight. I shouldn't be out here by myself. I don't have a burner. Oh, God. I need to make sure I take precautions since I don't have a raise. A sister like Tomiko explained to me we shouldn't be out here after dark by ourselves as women and a lot of time as men without being prepared to defend your life. Because if your life is for free, then so be it. Hence, the, it burner. Hence the burner. Yeah, I, you know I know what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I just push some other lines because nah, there's more than one way to see something, you know? Yeah, all right, well, what I see is a lot of young people dying. With lack of communication and the ego and drugs. Yeah, well, you're right about that. So I, I I hear what you're saying because wisdom should dictate some things. You know what I mean? Wisdom should, like, I, if I want to go to Maxwell Street at 11 o'clock and get me a goddamn Polish, I'm going to go get one or a pizza puff or whatever. Okay. I have the right to do that. And, and if I got to carry a burner to make that pop off, then I'm doing that. Now, me personally, I don't carry a weapon because I don't want to. Let's stay in the house. I don't want to. I don't want that energy, you know, because I feel like if you have a a weapon, you're more prone to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, man, screaming in my face because I see he's on dope. I've been in those situations. Hello, I lived in L.A., so I've had to I've had to maneuver around all that. You know, there's a way to maneuver around people on dope. And there's a way to maneuver around people who are acting belligerent and crazy, too. But everybody doesn't have those skills. And you never can predict right. someone's going to respond to some shit you're throwing out there. How about this? She didn't even have to engage. At all. That means no one trained her to shut the fuck up. Nor he. How about this? Fuck all that. He was doing... What the fuck he was trained to do? Be a Negro, a nigga. That's what he was trained to be. Be a bitch ass nigga. Yeah. Look at the bitch ass females who had the t-shirts on representing how he used to attack innocent people. At the end of the day, I'm saying sisters, at some point, it's okay to disengage to and keep your to keep your permanent teeth in your fucking mouth. But, you know, yeah. the shit that grew that grew out your gums. Maybe it's okay not to have your retina detached from one punch or your jaw wired because you're trying to push a line, trying to tell a man who's 
willing to go to prison because he has nothing else to lose, maybe your children shouldn't see you in a coffin because a man caved your head in because you couldn't control your tongue. Okay, so although I am aware Ooh, that right. there are women that are that way, I don't agree with that at all. Okay. So what's happening is black men, and I know it's been many moons of propaganda have been portrayed a certain type of way in the media. Um, but now it's appearing as if art is more so imitating life. And a lot of black men, uh, you know, seem to be really out of control, you know? Oh, we're fucking terrible. So, we're, so I hear where what you're saying, like you're saying, if no, we we're, we're, we're fucking terrible. We're deal with y'all. We we're terrorizers, have, we're horrible. Uh, deal we have with no discipline. Insanity, but lack of intelligence, lack of lack of logic, logical thinking. That. Nobody wants that. So brothers are going to well, be annihilated. The worst part is feminized or uh, neutralized. Well, it's not feminine about me. So who's teaching feminine? Feminized. Listen to your words. Feminized. Who's teaching feminization? Public school. Who's in charge? It ain't male teachers there. But white men still run. The it ain't male teachers there. It's white women that run the, the class. How about this? We don't have to have our children participate. If we don't see, That's if you see nobody. something, what'd she say? Chrissy A says, being, being on Jefferson, hey, Jefferson, LA in the house at Johnny's Pastrami and approached by gang members trying to start crap because Edith handled it. We made out safe with just her speaking their language. They was scary. I bet they was in junior high. <laughs> Go ahead, Chrissy. I mean, I, I, I'm glad you survived. Maybe I'll say that. I'm sorry you had to pull out a burner, though. They're going to send us, all those black men to North Korea like that soldier. Ooh, somebody finally waking up. Did you, did you hear? So you heard about that? You heard did, you hear what, did you hear what Putin said? What did he say? We're going to sink ships and shoot down planes. Anybody over here supporting this shit is on. No, when did he make Here's that? Here's the worst part about what I've been saying for a long time. I've been telling you this since on 54th Street. We've been distracted through our pleasures for, I'm trying to get my phone to sit tight, but we've been distracted through our pleasures for a long time, and now it's about to come back and bite us in the ass. It's true. Instead of unlearning some of the bullshit that they taught us in their educational system, maybe we should learn what we need to go across 1,800 miles of desert on foot. Maybe we should teach our children how to shoot just in case the lights go out and we have to go hunt. Maybe instead of throwing our fist up and marching for unjust causes that don't have anything to do with us, we should focus on us being about the family we used to be. Because at one point, y'all don't have to do shit besides make sure the house is tight as fuck. And I'm gonna go out here and break my back for the next generation to do it better than us. And then we all got into this equal shit and now everything is falling apart because we're not communicating about we are at war. And we have been for a very long time until we each understand the significance of how our enemy is approaching the situation 
through miseducation, misrepresentation, and even the people that look like us that are steering us down the wrong path based upon our emotions and think logically and the best outcome for us as a whole. We're family. We ain't gonna think like family. We're not gonna survive as family. And once that's done, that's the end of us. So I wanna jump in because you've said everything succinctly as it needs to be except for this one point. And we've had this debate since about 2006, me and you. Uh, that's all true. But you know, Erica Badu has this song that says, what good your words gonna do if they don't understand you? Don't go talking next by do. Meaning, if brothers don't step their game up, and I don't mean to use the word game, that, that thing that whatever that is, whatever that is, that makes you, that, that you have to know how to communicate better with us, because we are seemingly, I'm not talking about the low vibration brothers and sisters in general, because then we go back into character, like not, gen not, not gender, but character, right? But since I keep hearing this black woman thing, I have to address it in this way. So I'm saying like, in general, a lot of it's seeming, and this is on purpose, that in society, women are, black women are kind of on this thing, right? Like, uh, but that's not really real. Because we are all still each other's, you know. But then brothers' character, right? You know, you got to step it up. You got to do better. You got to do better. We're not going to really listen to you or respect y'all until you're respectable. You know? Like somebody told me, um, oh, somebody love you or something. Because she's lovable. Yeah, you got to be respectable. Like, you got to be respectful. You're not, most men are not, res or people. This is very low vibration, man. If y'all want us to listen to y'all, you really have to step it up. Again, right. I say this almost every episode, men are the spiritual leaders of the community and they don't even know it. But they, you know, always seem to fall for um, nonsense and then women follow suit and then the children are damaged. You know, it's just really awesome. Well, well, well let's stop right there. Let's go back to what you just said. Give me the big screen again. Come on. The children follow suit, right? The children are not following me. They are following y'all into okay. degeneracy, into confusion, into murder, self-hate. How are they going to follow me if I'm not in the house to show them how to They're how to following you. Y'all got genetics. Now, I just want to finish shows and movies. saying what I want to say. All right. And then I'm going to keep it moving. Well, go ahead. We can wait. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's cool. Okay. Yes, sir, but I ain't right. I'm gonna play on this Cynthia G thing, okay? Because I really. Uh oh, <laughs> what yeah, about I what about Ebony K. Williams? How about go get you some uh, devil vials? <laughs> I don't agree with Ebony K. Williams. Hold on. How about this? Agree with this? She just declared black men the most valuable resource because it's hard to find that black juice. Whatever. There's a whole world out there. Right, right. It's whatever now, fellas. Living the world. Okay. Of men. Mm -hmm. Women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should show the one with the passport bros. Just so y'all. Whole world of women, a men, right? But all your men are black and all your children are black. You talking about me? Yeah. 
I love my brothers. Yeah, you went and got some black juice for free. You don't have to go pay no $30,000 a vial. You just cooperated. I love brothers, but they are very Just cooperated. You got it for free. <laughs> you know, I said this at 19 years old, and I said, now, I don't think we should live together, though. I don't think I, I don't want to live in the house with, at this time, I don't. And we, and we'll get, we get along great. <laughs> we get along great. Until we really build that respect shit. I'm not, I'm not interested. I promise you. Yeah, whatever. And it's not just it's not just my personal whatever. It's all of them. Yeah. So whatever, whatever. Let me show hey, you. Man, hey, the light still cut on. Yeah, I get thanks. <laughs> I'm talking about me too in my development. You know, mm -hmm. I mean? light still cut on. Talking all that high power shit when the lights is on. Developmental stuff. I, I do developmental for self. I'm talking about in my own. Yeah, let's let's get with the spiritual genre and. I have the, light, the lights are on and I'm free. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, India, wait, wait, go back, go back one from Chrissy. I'm about to. Uh, let's India. see. Yeah, they talk at the liquor store. Their uncles, they are destroying everything. And until they're really willing to accept the fact that they're fucking up the community for real, for real, in a real who is they? Men, black men, right now in this community that we call black. Y'all are the ones supposed to be the leader. Like when it's time for y'all to be the leaders, then y'all want to be all backing away and acting like that's not the case. But then, but then, you know what I'm saying? You're not set to lead. Not you. Not you. Yeah, I'm not taking it personal. I just got questions. About in general, that's what's happening right so now. So now, with and that statement, of, with that statement, with that statement, with that statement that you just said. Just hijack my, what, what? Are you saying that men are 100% at fault? Uh, yes or no? Mm, black men and black women? Yes. We're 100% at fault. Uh, you know, I, at this no, point, yes or no? 23? Yes. Yes or no? In 2023, at this point, yes. Okay. Yes. And I'd say that because I love my brothers so much. Because of the fact that you are, I don't believe you, but okay, y'all supposed to be the ones, supposed to be. Which know? one you gonna defend that I just told you I don't believe that you love your brother so much, or we're supposed to be the ones? It don't matter what you believe, it don't matter. You're right, I know what I think and feel, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna debate with you about that. The hell, I just Ooh. asked a question, I just asked a question, but that don't mean that I can't say the truth about a matter. Just like right. sisters too. I'm not. It's not. So that's what I said. We are together. Like we don't know that we are each other's reflections, but there are some levels and degrees. Oh wait a minute. Let's stop right there. Need to. Uh, you know. We are each other's reflection. Correct. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. That's what you said. In certain ways. Let me explain. So when I'm talking about reflection, what I mean is back pedal, back pedal, back pedal. Maybe a little bit. Because <laughs> I don't raise by the hip side the head. Okay, like according to the holy books, suppose it, right? All of them, the right. men are supposed to be the fucking spiritual leaders of the house. Then why y'all trying so hard to do what we're supposed to do? Because y'all not doing it. Most Based upon your logical being abusive. Taking dope, 
or there are some righteous men out there. They're not checking the nigga next to him who ain't. And I'm really also talking about y'all ain't taking the lead with these youth, period. And then you want right. women for that shit. Wait, you're absolutely Take right. Lead with that here, shit. Here's what here, here's an experience that I had. Here's an experience that I had, and a lot of brothers. Here's an experience. Here's an experience that I had that a lot of brothers like me who participate had. If you can't get out the way of me telling your sons to shut the fuck up, that's not. And don't, hold on, wait, wait, oh wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not literally saying I'm gonna tell your son to his face, "Hey, you goofy motherfucker, shut the fuck up." Here is the masculine of what I'm saying. You want me to pick better words? I know how to pick the words I need to use with the children. I'm saying to you, grown ass motherfuckers listening, get out of the way. Where you ain't you? always right, I'm sisters. Y'all ain't always right. And that's the problem. Y'all think you're always right? It ain't work for us. Well, okay. Until that, see all that. All whoa, that. whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm going with the show. All right. I'm Y'all ain't always right. We didn't know, but I'm not saying people. 100% are men are at fault, really? 100% men time, are at fault in 2023. Listen time, to that. Yes. You ain't always right. Y'all don't want to. That means you are 10 and you have no room for improvement. I'm not Fucking saying we're. No, that's that's not, what you said. One hundred percent of men are at fault in twenty twenty. Yes, right. Because mm -hmm. you're perfect. No, because you are perfect. No, 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 no. Because if you don't take no percentage of it, you're perfect. You put your shit on it. I didn't say that. What I said was, what percentage? You said men. Yes. Black men are one hundred percent. Yes. At Yes, you're perfect. Mean, that means black mean, women are perfect, and you're right. You're right. I don't know if we're at fault 100% for the behavior and the outcome of what we're dealing with. That means if 100% is on me, then you've been perfect the entire time. Okay, that's one degree of that, but I'm not saying we're perfect. Wait, wait, now, now we're at 99%. I don't want okay, so I'm not going here with that. I'm gonna press the <laughs> Cynthia G. And I'm gonna okay. press play because okay, it ain't gonna go nowhere. Okay, it's a debate again about y'all. Hey, 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 homie, cheers. Really, <laughs> the responsibility of the people. Okay. So what you said was we're 100 at fault. Yes. And gentlemen, this is the average sister's mindset. A community, and they don't care. See, men. they don't care. Even with the children involved, not, they don't care. You don't, you're comprehensive. I can't, right. I wouldn't know how they are since 2007. I completely stopped dating. My husband died, would have stayed with him forever. Much respect to the dad. Smart lady, Chrissy, eh? Because men are, they're cucked and feminized and believe that the nonsense they're being pushed is the right thing. Yeah, because we're trying. Out of control. Hey, Amen. No we do things. How about this? You're right. We do things to please y'all. And if it's out of control, it's because you're allowing it. Because everything a man does is for y'all. Stop doing that. So who's setting the standards? The women need to make better, better standards. But y'all not stepping up to the shit. All y'all black brothers do is complain about the basic little standards we right. try to have. Okay. Someone All right. Try to have standards. You're right. Talk shit. 
and you know, exploiting. I got one question for you. Women that may be hoes, you know, that's not the way either. So. What's it like being a man? I don't uh, listen. Let me get into my Cynthia G right here. Let me do that. All right, well, let's do that. Uh, you know, she says it better than me uh, sometimes. Listen. And we know that the relationships really let me get my charger. Attractive, they're right. It was and the fact that the only it was from sorry from black water if you're right. We don't think that getting attention from black guys gives you a status of some sort. If you get attention from the white guys, no, you, have, uh, you do have the status more than if you get attention from black guys. As a man, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. Yeah. Well, as a woman who gets attention yes. and who grew up in a white culture more than a black culture, yeah. I'm going to tell you that getting attention from black guys is not a badge of honor if you're white. Okay. And I'm white. You are white. Yes. Hey guys, so I wanted to come on here and talk about a clip that was sent to me from the show 90 Day. First of all, just on that intro, because Cynthia G uses that intro all the time. That girl is white only. It's like in America, she's white. In Europe, she would be like poor white, you know, trash, Eastern European. Crazy. Okay. Or Middle Eastern, whatever. Okay. Fiance, the other Hello. way involving <laughs> an elderly passport bandit and his Vietnamese preference. All right. So how many of y'all are familiar with these passport bros? Yay, brothers. Get the hell out of here. Okay. That's cool. Check this out. And you guys know that I've talked about both of these things. The hey, Chrissy, thank you for that right there. Beautiful. Degeneracy Global. And I've also talked about 90 Day Fiance in the past. And the fact that the only. That's why I tell them to get the hell out of here. So that's what I want to say. Get the yeah. hell out of here, brothers. Get away from these monsters. You have to have a team. But the, okay, but what they're learning is when they go to other countries, they still act like the same as fucking ignorant ass niggas. That's cool. No problem. You know they're what it is? Feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, 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 bye. Okay. Bye, 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 bye. Baby mama. Somebody just learned. You just can't leave this motherfucker and yell at somebody's face. Fuck out of here. You guys. You're right. But the one thing men do understand is they're going to treat us much harsh than you. And one thing we're there. definitely getting when we leave this country is uh -oh. not you. Okay, check this out. That's not even true, man. He's objectifying. And well, it's just ever go on that show. Just You're right. Show. Hey, brothers, get the hell out of here. And if y'all the way that these preferences be treating these bad, right. really tells you the truth yeah. about who they really choose. You're right. Time, they're highly overweight and unattractive. They're violent. Listen they're to them, brothers. They're Unfriendly Let and go. definitely not submissive, especially them. if you were talking about Angela Dean. Hey, brothers, now they're blatantly telling you they don't refers to him as listen bitch. to him. They've been saying it for like 50 years. We know that this show, 90 Day Fiance, shows the reality of the dynamic. 
between and their preferences, both foreign and domestic, how these relationships really pan out and what they are over there for. And see, when it comes to the passport bandits, they have been on the internet for some years now talking about how they're going to get their passport. I guess now that they're in these TikTok videos waving their passports, they finally, after years, six of them actually scraped up the $130 necessary to get a passport. So now they're all over the internet talking about how they're going to get these foreign women. They're generally talking about Colombia, Brazil, the DR. We've seen videos where these bandits can't even afford the Spirit airline fee to get back home, all under the guise that they're the most desired males on the planet and that they need to escape the lack of womanhood that Black women exude because, of course, we're manly, we're masculine, we don't know how to submit, and we won't let them be men. The reality is these are failed bandits who cannot meet the standard of manhood anywhere. They're usually unattractive, non-select, post-wall, broke, and don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, but what they know that they want is a woman to submit to them. Because they have failed with all women in this country, not just the ones within their community, but the ones in this country as a whole, they have to now go overseas and find some women who will submit to them in exchange for resources that they don't even have. And these bandits have been talking about their passports for a while and we just recently started seeing videos coming out telling the truth about what's going on with these passport bandits and the women that they can attract because here's the reality of the situation bandits are not desirable they can't compete with other males they have nothing to offer women it doesn't matter the race they're operating from a place of self-hatred and simply scapegoating black women for their failures their deficits as men and their inability to compete in a society where manhood and masculinity is very important. And I've been saying this for quite a while, and I'll say it again. These are not males that you should be pressed over. You should not feel that you are missing anything. In fact, you should celebrate and encourage them to do the very thing that they're suggesting doing, which is taking their degeneracy global. And they have been taking it global because the best thing that they can do for you is become a burden to someone else. They can go put themselves in relationships with other races of women, and they've done that so that the truth of who's really the problem can be revealed. A while back when I first started on here and I heard bandits complaining and blaming all of the issues of the community on black women, I said that you can take black women out of the equation and replace them with whatever group of non-black women you want to, and you're going to see that the results are the same. The reason why is because bandits are the problem, but want to sit here and act like black women are. And now we get to see how they fare in relationships, not just within this country with women of no color who used to be their primary preference, but also with the foreign women that they target because of what their non-blackness means. And that's what I want to get into as I get into this video clip of this failed passport bandit and the rude awakening that he got from his Vietnamese preference. But before I get into that, I do want to give a shout out and thanks to everyone who contributes to the content on this channel. If you would like to contribute, you can do so by email emailing me. The email is in the description box and pinned to the comment section. Thumbs up the video, subscribe to the channel. When you do subscribe, don't forget to hit the notification bell and subscribe to all notifications so you'll know every time I go live and when I upload new content. If you've been considering homeschooling or feel your child is not thriving, the only thing that's happening to children can
activation video clip or rather most of it that you're going to see is going to be the audio because listen when I tell y'all TLC do not play when it comes to copyright TLC don't play and I've already been down this road with them and even though I know I could get the copyright claim removed the process is just a hassle that I don't want to get into so you will see very little of the video but you will get to hear the audio clip and it will become very obvious who's talking you'll be able through that clip to understand what's happening here. And what's happening here is that this woman is giving this bandit a dose of reality. See, because what they want to do is okie doke black women and most specifically black male worshipers who put bandits on a pedestal and have fallen for the lie that they are somehow the most desired males on the planet. So what they'll do is just like they used women of no color as a weapon against black women. And we see how much that failed. The only thing they caused was women of no color's rate of single motherhood to increase and they're doing the same thing with these foreign women nobody wants to ask these bandits what happened to women of no color being their preferences and that's because we already know what happened because women of no color are all over social media complaining about how they got the same black men and you're going to see the same thing happen with these foreign women as a result of these passport bandits and listen they're already getting complaints they ain't been over there that long and people are already noticing the trail of dust that they bring all over the place, as well as the single mother rate that will increase as these bandits take their degeneracy that they've been engaging in for centuries long over to other men's community. The difference here is that those men are going to eventually retaliate, and you're going to see the reality of how undesirable these bandits are. And even the notion that they are the most desired is really silly and foolish and shows how depraved and delusional their mindset is. Because at the end of the day, what would you be desired based on? You're not even known for being relationship material. You're not known for taking care of your kids. You don't have any money. You're costing the government $50 billion by being broke. You don't know what basic manhood is. You're not able to stand up to anybody's standards of manhood. And anytime someone suggests that you change your degenerate pathology, you start gaslighting, deflecting, and shifting the blame to them. And that's what you're going to see in this video. And after you see the video, you're going to see a few comments because this is making its rounds about social media. And then I'm going to come on here and talk about what I took from this because I wrote down some notes based on the pathology of this bandit. Thank you. We can we stop it real quick. How she's getting the same black man in mind, body, and dust. Can we stop it real quick? Go back. Go ahead and listen to this video. So we're this, we're that. We're all these things, and she's right. She's right. Okay. I'm not in the house to teach my son how to be uh, a proper law-abiding citizen. So he only has one philosophy. Mm -hmm. Now, I could be considered I'm harsh, I'm this, I'm that. Mm -hmm. The way I've operated has worked. It's worked that when I'm not here, generational wealth will be passed along to this goofy-ass person so he have a better chance than me. We're this, we're that whatever. Okay. If at the very least, we men can take accountability for our behavior and still get up and go and do the things we're supposed to do. If we're not these things that, if we're all these things that you say we are, if there's no men in the house raising men, then who's truly at fault? Men. Now, men are at the fault. end of the day, in this world, women have the choice to decide who gets born. 
Yeah, unfortunately. Now, hold on. Let me finish. We, we just listened to a whole bunch of stuff. Women have the choice to decide who gets born. That means you have the choice to decide to be a mother and make this man who's an unwilling participant be a father. Now, if you can't discern what type of man you open your legs up to and bear a seed to, then you can sit here and say, we're all these things and then some. But we can't recreate each other without your approval, unless the man took it by force. Okay. And 99.9% .9 of the times, it's by choice. Especially with the rights that you have over me as a man, because I can't tell you not to have that child. But you can tell me you're going to be a motherfucking father. You put a Jimmy on. And you can keep your fucking legs closed. They could, but they don't. And do better at making choices who you let hit. Raw. Yeah, that's right. You see that dick coming in that pussy before Why? Jimmy ain't on it? You can be like, hey, nigga, ain't no Jimmy on that. Why don't y'all be better choices? How about this? Won't you just have better standards? Right. That's what that's, I think that's what Because at the end of the day, if he's, not take, uh, if he's not taking it by force, you have to give me permission. And if your permission standards are in the garbage can, cheers. I mean, the whole the whole race, bro. Just You're right. But see, if y'all simply force us to have better standards by raising yours, we're keeping your legs closed and yeah. forcing us to compete with each other again as men. See, I mean, the thing about it is you missing. The thing about it is y'all not, the thing about what I just said is you're not even forcing us to even compete with each other anymore as men. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, that's all y'all. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. Before you would a woman. Hey, it wasn't, it wasn't Carlton B and Michael Minaj, it's Cardi B and Mickey. That means there's two women that you put up there. At the end, sellout don't matter. Sellouts. Yes. And there you go, deflecting again. Give me a Thank second. You. Thank you, Positive Queen. <laughs> Always deflecting. Thank you. Never accountability. Look at that. Like, I never just... Always, you know, you're right, because oh. we're trying to get that coochie. They always... They you're always right, little lady. What we're doing. We're trying to get that coochie. Many times. Wait, wait, let me, let me finish, because I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this shit. We're trying to get that coochie. They cannot... And if you don't have a standard on what it takes for me to get that coochie, then it's going to be your fault. Low Unless I take, well, wait, wait, let me finish. Unless I take it by force, I'm trying to get it. If I can get it for free, so be it. So if you don't give it to me for free and don't hold me accountable for getting it for free, then who's really at fault? You. All you got to do is say, have some damn discipline on who you get a coochie to. But no. And you're right. I blame men because we don't have no discipline, but ain't nobody like me in the house teaching men discipline. It's y'all point. Y'all thought process of what discipline is and what you think a man is. Always an excuse, right? Oh, like your legs, like your legs are open. It's always an excuse why my legs was open. He just slipped in and gave me a baby. Everybody don't here. think like or do. Fuck out of here. Fuck like out of here. We're tired really of it. Have a problem with women. You should really figure that out. My problem with women is we are dying off. And if you can't, if you can't keep your legs closed and understand what I'm saying, yeah. if you wait, I just want to finish. If you want men to do what you want us to do, here it is. We are trying to get the coochie. If you force us to be the men you want by keeping your fucking legs closed, you'll get what you need. And so will the children. 
But no, I gotta have it my way all the time, and your way all the time ain't working. You're In not fact, it ain't, it ain't worked. It ain't worked for like fucking that. fifty years. Sexual trauma. Nobody's <laughs> gonna close their legs. All right. On that note, I need you to like press mute or click out. I'm pressing. I'll look at the comments, and I'll come back for further commentary. You know, last night we had dinner with family, but um, uh, after that, um, my mom talked with me. Um, she she said, uh, you are jealous and want to control me. I'm not trying to control. I'm trying to understand what's going on. I mean... Let me talk first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and uh, second, she say, um, you are... Um, I'm not uh, thoughtful. I'm not thoughtful. Yeah, when you come visit my home, you yeah. you don't don't buy a flower or some chocolate for her. Very bad. It was very bad. Yeah, very okay. bad in Vietnam. Very bad. How am I supposed to? I don't know what your mother like. I don't know what's appropriate. But you have phone. You can ask me uh, before you uh, visit my home. But mm -hmm. uh. I talked with mom, maybe he uh, forgot. All right, fair enough. And I, I feel horrible, but it's not my intention to disrespect you, your mother, your home, your, your, your country. I, that's not my intention. I do need to learn more about your culture. My question to you is, when are you going to learn about my culture? I'll give you an example. You call me fat and ugly in front of people. What? I say you are ugly, you are very bad. You really said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In my culture, in America, that's rude, that's disrespectful, especially when a woman says that about the man that she's with. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes um, really? uh, I that? get in with um, my kid, uh, my friend, or you ugly, you ding ding kong kong. And we, in Vietnam, my culture is uh, not far um, rude, but I don't know how is your country. And now it's, you it, it, we, we could make like if we're alone and we're around family, we could make the jokes like that to each other. But in front of strangers, I'm a guest here. I am. I am. I seen one other person of my skin complexion here in the whole time I've been here. You're not accustomed to us, so when you say it, it sounds like it's a it's an attack because we're not light or whatever it may be. I'm already a spectacle. I'm a black man in this country and they're already looking at me differently because I'm six foot four, I am dark. And when you say, oh, he's ugly, you start feeding the stereotype that mm -hmm. if you're light skinned black, you're prettier versus dark skinned black. It's very uh, hurtful and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. People are already looking at me. How am I supposed to feel right. when you talk in your language and then you go, I say to her, you are ugly. I don't have any context. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know it's a joke. It sounds like it's a fact to you. Yeah. Let me split, let me split. We got these comments, yo. This shit's funny. This shit's funny as fuck. I sound like it's a fact to you. Margie says, I'm calling BS on this man. He's too eager and it comes off as desperate. He's insecure about his appearance and needs validation. Now he's angry, but still wants to be around her. I don't get it. Oh, 
or mom is right. Who comes to meet the mother or your girlfriend and you get things for only the children? Like get her some earrings or like, you know, when you come to somebody's house and it's formal kind of, you do bring flowers. I mean, that's just. Oops. Somebody says, sad how he's willing to go through all of this. Wonder would he put up with this mess from a black family? This is why it's important to research people in their backgrounds instead of fetishizing these foreign men, women. Now you over there damn near in tears because she called you ugly. These quote passport bros gonna learn. You try to pull the red colorism and racism card just because you didn't research a country before visiting. He wants to gaslight and control this woman and he's mad that she's not going for it. He's the type of black man to call American black women headstrong, cruel, and too loud and opinionated to explain why he has a fetish for foreign non-black women just to go to their country. Now, you guys saw that video and you also saw the comments. And listen, this is just more clown shit. This is yet another passport bandit embarrassing the entire community on national television targeting a group of women who he thinks because they're not black that somehow they're going to be feminine fit and friendly and submit to him and in reality he's just getting a reality check on how he's not one of the most desired males on the planet and this is foolish anyway to even say that the bottom line of it is is you have a dynamic here with a couple one of them being a bandit who sought out a vietnamese woman, no doubt because of what her non-blackness and her Asian heritage symbolized to him, thinking that he was going to get a feminine, fit, and friendly woman. And in reality, what he got was a woman who came to the table with some of the same complaints that black women come with. And I want to talk about that too, because I want black women to understand this. The reason why these bandits will sit up here and simply tell you how these women will react to them and how much these women desire them, but then ignore the reality of how these relationships really pan out is because this is a level of their deceitfulness. They want to run that okie doke on you to keep you under control because you're their greatest asset. The problem here is, is that you've been believing them and black women need to stop believing bandits or at the very least have some standards on which bandit you're going to choose to believe. And it should not be a non-select post-wall bandit with nothing to offer anyone. Because all I heard in this video clip, while the woman complaining that she got the same black man and a bandit engaging in the same deflective tactics that they do against black women. So let's get into it because I want to first talk about what this woman was complaining about because this whole dynamic is just typical of bandits. And at the end of the day, this is all you're going to see because bandits don't know how to relationship. They don't know how to make women happy. They don't know how to choose better. They're always talking about black women's relationship choices and putting the focus on us. But what they need to do was focused on their own failed relationships, which take place no matter the race of the woman. They can sit up here and talk about 
our deficits as women, but what's going on with your relationships with women of no color who you literally ran to the Supreme Court to have access to? What happened to your relationship dynamic between Asian women on the rare occasion that they choose to get with you because that's not a common dynamic? What's going on with your relationship dynamics between non-Black women? Because bandits have relationship success nowhere. There isn't a group of women who have come out yet to talk about how good of a mate a bandit is or how good of mates they are at the collective because you could even have some individual situations where a bandit may show up favorably in a relationship with a non-black woman I haven't seen one yet, but we know as a collective, they suck at relationships. They're always on the internet being the loudest, most dustiest voice. However, it's a known fact that they suck at relationships regardless of the race of the woman. And you would think that if they're going to put non-black women on such a high pedestal, then their relationship outcomes should reflect it. But what you really see is not only do you see their preferences complaining, but you see the children of their preferences complaining too. And and that's what I saw here. I saw a preference complaining about getting the same black man. And what did she say about him? She said he tries to control her. He's jealous. He's not thoughtful. When he comes to her home, he doesn't buy her mother flowers, which is a violation in her culture. Basically, he can't meet the expectations of manhood that was established by Vietnamese culture. And this is the thing, though. Bandits aren't trying to understand anybody's culture. They're not trying to be respectful. They're trying to to find non-black women whose wounds and character traits they can exploit because bandits don't bring anything to the table. They're always asking you what you bring to the table, okay. but when it comes to them, you should not have any expectations of them. And this is why I'm puzzled as to why these women still don't understand that they should stay away from these bandits. And listen, we don't want them to stay away from these bandits because every piece of bandit trash that they pick up is one that we don't have to be bothered with. Hello. So I at the end of the day, they're doing us a favor. But when I think about their pathology, I have to question what it is about these bandits that they are attracted to. And the only thing I could come up with is their ability to finesse them. And this is another thing that bandits are delusional about. They think in their delusional mindset that they're desirable because of who they are as males. And they are only partially right about that. Who they are as males is prideless and self-hating. They worship and value anything that's the opposite of them. And these women understand that. So when they're dealing with them, they're dealing with them because it's easy to finesse them. In this situation with this Vietnamese woman, she wants a green card. So, of course, the easiest way to get a green card is to deal with a bandit who's self-hating and who wants a woman because of what her non-blackness symbolizes. In this case, we know that this woman is Asian and bandits hold a lot of different stereotypes about Asian women, most specifically that they are docile and submissive. But what you saw in this situation is not a submissive woman, and we literally never see anybody submitting to bandits. So I'm thinking drugs are involved here. I do understand we had a high rate of crack babies in our community because of the drug epidemic. And I'm starting to think that a lot of these bandits are products of that. Because why would you sit up here and think that anybody would submit to you and you can't even get the women in your community to do so? You don't have any leverage to get anybody to submit, but you keep running around talking about how you're desired by these women and these women want to submit to you, most specifically Asian women. They always say this, and Asian women are the least likely to even look their way.
And that's what's the most interesting here. So this is a rare situation, but this is not a situation in which a bandit can use it as an example of another group of women desiring them and submitting to them because that's not happening. So again, in the delusional mind of bandits, specifically these passport ones, these women desire them, they like them as men, they respect them and want to start families with them. But in reality, these women see them as the easy lick, a way to get a green card, come up on some money, a quick bag or two, nothing more, nothing less. And then they discard them and release them back to the black community so the black male worshipers can take their sloppy, nasty, dusty, degenerate leftovers. That's the reality that this bandit has to face. This bandit is sitting up in this video complaining that his Vietnamese preference that he sought out because he thought was better than anybody he could get in his own country is calling him fat and ugly, which is not an inaccurate description. Because at the end of the day, notice how he didn't sit up there and talk about how he wasn't any of those things. He deflected, flipped the script and start talking about how he and his blackness is the victim of this woman that he sought out. You're in her community. You went to her country. You wanted to ingratiate in her culture. So what you should have done before you went over there is make sure they liked you and that they would accept you. And had you researched the culture, you would have already known that they would not accept you because they don't like you over there. Not just because of your blackness, that's one component of it, but because you are not a man and the world sees it. And anytime a woman who is not black expresses any interest in you, you should already know that it's because of what she can get out of him. And see, you have two groups of people here who really do have a symbiotic relationship. Typically, these women are not desired by the men in their community. You can apply it where you want to apply it. They're not a hot commodity. They can't compete with the other women, and they're seen as basically throwbacks, undesirables. Then you have bandits over here who hate their blackness, can't meet any expectation of manhood, has failed with all groups of women in his country and community. So now he's praying on another group of women who he think will overlook all of his shortcomings and undesirable traits and still submit to him. And it just ain't gonna happen. Bandits need to give up this whole notion that somebody's gonna submit to them because nobody is. Uh -huh. But I wanna get into how he showed up in this situation because the way that he reacted to this woman is the same way bandits react to black women because they don't like to take accountability. They don't like their flaws pointed out. They don't wanna change and they don't want you telling them that they should change. That and when you do, they're going to engage in this deflective tactic so that they don't have to take accountability. And part of that is labeling themselves a victim of their own blackness. But I first want to say this. He's mentioning rude and disrespectful, but bruh. It's rude and disrespectful that you would think that as an old post-wall broke, overweight bandit, that she would genuinely be interested in you. It's disrespectful to target another group of women and then cry and complain when they don't like you. And why is he the only one on the show who equated his blackness to ugly? Ugly is about features, as I'm sure they have dark-skinned Vietnamese people there. And didn't he target her because she wasn't black? Did he not target her based on what her skin tone symbolizes to him? And see, this is what I'd be talking about. A bandit went over to this woman because she was not black, but now he's expecting her to have more respect for his blackness 
than he does. And that's delusional. But see how they will enter into relationships with non-Black women out of self-hatred and then expect sad women to love and honor the same Blackness that they're running away from is just delusional at the end of the day. It's delusional, it's dusty, it's degenerate, and it's something that you should not miss or think that you're missing out on if it chooses to leave your community. If y'all don't let these roaches scatter to wherever they want to scatter to, then notice how he deflected and turned himself into a victim so that he doesn't have to acknowledge any of the complaints that she had. And what did he use to establish his victimhood? Because this is something that they do with black women. Anytime black women bring up the fact that they're nothing as bitches in society, that they don't have any resources, they lie, they're disloyal, they're always engaging in some foolish anti-black behavior, they sit up there and talk about how they're a victim of the system. When black women complain that they ain't built nothing but dust and single mothers and broken homes, they complain that welfare took them out of the house. They will do anything to turn themselves into a victim of circumstance so they don't have to own up to the fact and take accountability for the fact that they have become the nothing ass bitches of society and they ain't trying to get out of that position at the end of the day. But I want to go back. He literally, because he cannot use a systemic issue here because he's in Vietnam and clearly did no research, he decided to use himself as a victim of colorism and being black. He can't tell her that the system is oppressing him, that he's a threat to Vietnamese men or that welfare put him out the home like they do black women. So he resorted to being a victim of her based on colorism and believing that black is synonymous with ugly because she didn't mention anything about his blackness he did. And he related it to ugly so that he could deflect and not have to deal with his shortcomings and her complaints. And largely it worked because then she commenced to apologizing to him in the end, when in reality, she should have dragged him for the filth that he is. This all started when she began to tell him about his deficits, all of which included things that black women complain about, by the way. I want to emphasize that. Notice how some of the same things that she's complaining about are the same things that black women are complaining about. The fact that they're controlling, the fact that they're nothing as bitches, but keep asking for submission. The fact that they are not thoughtful. They don't know how to man up. They don't know how to relationship. They're always giving relationship advice, but they can't advise themselves on how to have a successful relationship with anyone though. That's the most interesting thing. But this started as a result of her complaints. Bandits don't like it when people complain about them, although people are always complaining about them because they all always doing something dusty and degenerate and never anything that actually benefits anybody. And that's because they're out to benefit themselves. I really don't know why y'all still giving birth to them. I wonder if black women are ever going to become so embarrassed by the antics of these treasonous bandits that you just stop giving birth to them because this is sickening. This is embarrassing. This is a post-wall, nearly 60-year-old bandit sitting up here complaining about his preference, y'all. Like, Wait a minute, girl. Wait. Is she breaking this shit down? Put one in the chat if she breaking this shit down. Don't forget to click like. Don't forget to click like. Mm, mm. Don't forget to click. Man, Cynthia GB, man, she just articulates the shit. We've already known, you know, all the things she's saying. But when she says it with Dusty and bitch ass and all this, I'm like clutching my pearls. She's, she's doing that shit. And men don't like to hear it because it's the truth. She ain't saying nothing not true. Sorry. And I love my man and I love brothers. I'm not lesbian. No shade to the lesbos. But brothers just need to step their shit up. 
Okay. And that's just that. And, and no, we're not saying, no, I'm not saying women are perfect. Kept saying that. That's not what the fuck I was saying. Hold on. Oh, my son. Let me press play on this. Let's keep going with this. This is really incredible right here. I can't. But anyway, this all started when she began to tell him about his deficits in manhood. After he was told how he was wrong, in typical bandit fashion, he deflected and switched to telling her what she is doing wrong. And this is why I say that all women get the same bandit. This is a failed man to begin with. He looks like he's approaching or already 60, not married, has no wealth or resources to his name, has failed with all the women in his community and country, don't know how to live up to anyone's basic standard of manhood so he certainly can't compete with her males in her community so now he's in vietnam talking to a woman much younger than him because he thought that she would overlook all of his shortcomings and submit to him you a clown ass bandit and you delusional yeah right this bandit is not a prize and none of the passport bandits are they are undesirable failed males who cannot make women happy or desire to stay with them do we even have to predict that this relationship ain't gonna make it Boat ain't even left the dock and it already sank. He's sitting up here talking about they got a lot of issues. You just met her and you already got a lot of issues, but you're going over there because they feminine, fit and friendly and submissive to you, but you already got a bunch of issues. And it's playing out all over TLC on 90 Day Fiance. And that's because these bandits lie and that's why they get exposed. The truth is going to get exposed anytime a dusty degenerate bandit sits up here and lies and talk about how desirable he is and how he's the most sought after and all we literally see is these women complaining about the exact opposite why is your preference complaining Kang? because we would think that since you're so desirable that you actually have something that these women desire and if you have something that they desire beyond the character traits necessary for them to finesse you they wouldn't be sent up here complaining and then look he claims to care about her but has done nothing to show it just like bandits claim to care about black women in between promoting how much they hate them but when you ask them what do they do to show it they can't tell you just like this bandit can't tell you this bandit is sitting up here talking about he cares about her but can't even tell her how he didn't even bother to attempt to learn about her culture beyond the notion that she will submit to him and that's because she doesn't matter to him she's not even a woman she's the means to an end only having someone that he can control and use as a tool to compensate for his lack of manhood. That's all these bandits care about. And that's why they never talk about what they can offer these women. They only talk about why they want to go towards these women and what these women can do for them. And black women, you need to stop falling for their okie doke because this is the reality of their relationship dynamics. These women don't want them. They don't like them. They think they're fat and ugly and post wall, and they simply want to use them for whatever they can use them for. Nothing more, nothing less. And there's no amount of bandit banter, lies, and talking about how desirable you are that's going to change that. You are not desirable to anyone. You're not even a man. You can't even live up to basic manhood, but want to sit up here and talk about how somebody desire you. For what? Desire you for what? Because you've been known for doing what? Abandoning your kids, ruining your community, not building anything, costing the government more than you're actually benefiting it. You're not desired. You just want black women to believe that you're desired by somebody else so that they'll somehow cry over you leaving. And I'm simply saying you should have been gone. You've been talking about you was leaving for a long time, but still ain't done it. Because if you had, we wouldn't be sitting here looking at you and your degeneracy. Stop birthing them black women. 
women because this is disgusting and it's embarrassing. But you guys get in the comment section. Let me know what you think about this video. What do you think about the dynamic between this bandit and his preference? I can already predict that this ain't gonna last because bandits don't know how to maintain relationships but want to give relationship advice. Whatever you think, get in the comment section. All you just want to say is, bitch, did I hear any lies? Not Nan, not a nickel, not, I ain't see not Nan, not Nan lie. So that's some cold hard truth, okay? And then they try to trick us and tell us that, you know, all this bad behavior is masculine. You're man supposed to have another woman. But that's not, we, we didn't, do we agree on that? Like, are we, bitch? But I thought, but you want me to be respectful to you, but you, fuck you. But you said, you, right? That's one. Then uh, you're leaving. Why? You know what I'm saying? Or women leave because they're not happy. Why do they, why do they keep the kids away? If I were to ask all my homegirls, including myself, why you don't necessarily have the father or whatever around as much or you working on it it's always a problem why is that it's because of what it's usually some bullshit that he did okay it, it, it's usually him okay it could be a her like you know i'm not gonna say women don't fuck up we fuck up okay like sure but most of the time, most of the time, men are cheating or lying about something or not keeping goddamn consistent, like, help. We, we, we want mutual. We need help. We don't want roles anymore. I don't think roles are working. I think we need partners, like, to fill in those slots of shit where we need it. You know, it ain't always cookie cutter. You know, if she's working 40, 48 hours in the week, why can't you fry some chicken? Why can't you make some spaghetti? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I've said this since jump. This ain't even new information. I'm just saying it again, okay? With all my homeboys, okay, and I got, I had a lot of homies, okay? And a lot of them, I've seen them go from when they met the girl to the getting the girl, married a girl, break up. All I've been through a lot of that with some of the homies, right? And me, right? I've had several long relationships and then had children, et cetera. You know, we live life, right? But I've known this shit since 19 years old. And that is simple shit like, if a man communicates to me in a way that makes me want to listen to him, I'm going to listen. And I have many homeboys. So clearly I like listening to them or talking to them. You know, my I love talking to my husband. That's cool. You know, I like him. He's a good conversationalist, right? And not all men are, you know, all, all men ain't talkers and all women aren't talkers, you know, but respect in the conversation. Like even with my homie on the show earlier, I, I really care for the homie, but when he starts getting that thing about women that sounds unhealthy, I'm out of there. 
Now, I was kind of poking the bear by saying it's 100% men's fault. I know. Don't ask me no dumb shit like that, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then you're going to get the answer you got. So I'm a smart ass. It's Leo season. Woo, 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 woo. Any Leos out there, you know why I'm saying that if you are a Leo. <laughs> Uh, very few of the females pick up the male's habits, but not many females. Interesting. Interesting. I would like, can you explain that a little more powerful, Empress? What do you mean? So this is, I would say how women mess up, quote unquote. When we have baby daddy or baby daddies and they we have broken up with them and they have moved on into another relationship and you still have physical, you know, relations with them, that's not cool. I think that's disrespectful to the woman that's currently in the relationship, unless there's some funny shit and she stole your man. I don't know. But even still, I wouldn't, I mean, once I'm good, I'm good. But that's one of them things, you know what I mean? Leo season. Yeah, that means you be bold. You be bolder than you usually are powerful empress and very few of the females pick up the male, but not okay. I, I can explain that powerful. Leo season just means right now, it don't matter what sign you are. Okay. You're going to be bolder right now for like this whole moon time, this whole moon season, you're going to be like, you're going to do things you don't usually do bolder, not as shy, all those kind of things. All right. I have a Leo rising. Any Leo risings out there? Woo woo woo. I have a Pisces moon, damn it. I do. Chrissy, I do. I'm a Pisces moon. Yes. And why did you think that, Chrissy? Tell me, please. I got to know. You know, the thing about Pisces, and even though I have a Pisces moon, Pisces get on my nerves because I like them so much. I really do. Because... They absorb, like, they start being, like, whoever they're around and shit. They start, like, they morph into the behaviors and actions of whoever they're around. That's why Pisces really have to be careful who they hang out with, all right, by the way. Oh, yeah, I can tap into all that, too. But um, anyway, moving on. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, Carly Russell. Now, y'all know about the girl. I didn't necessarily agree with some of the people who had an opinion about Carly Russell. You know, the girl who they claim faked her uh, kidnapping and all that. Uh, you know, let me, I want to do a little thing on her. And, you know, I really like some of the commentary on comedy hype news. You know, I really do. Let me see if I can. Dang, she got fired from her job now. That sucks. That sucks. Let's go there. She got fired. A lot of, what you saying, powerful? Let me see. A, power, a lot of these males been unfaithful to the females. Then some of the females start doing the same. That's what I'm saying. They are the spiritual pulse. They are the assistant principal. Mothers are the principals. The fathers are the assistant principals. <laughs> That's how I look at stuff. Uh, you know, because I'm in education. So assistant principals are the spine of the school. They are the culture of the school. They are the disciplinarians of the school. They are the ones that make sure the kids are handling their business. If you got a strong assistant principal, 
you can have a sweeter principle. You know what I mean? Because well, principles sometimes got to be stern and all that. And, you know, there's there's different types of teams. But that's just my little analogy and whatever. But um, anyways, they real, men are really supposed to be. Uh, you have a lot of patience. Why you say that, Chrissy? What made you say that? I do. I do have a lot of patience. I have worked with special needs kids, like severe nonverbal with autism. That's probably one of my favorite jobs. That was like that third through fifth grade. And it was marvelous. And, you know, there's a prize you get when you see a kid go from like certain thing to like, you know, like you can see the growth you've done with them. That's so, you know, they have, it, you know, it, a little bit. You can do that for yourself, you know. Uh, but patience, you have to have patience to work with children, you know, and adults with special needs. <laughs> oh, cool, man. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me this evening. You know, I'm building up. Before I only had three people watching me. Now I have nine. I love it. So Carly, back to the Hollywood agenda, though. I wasn't really done with that before I get into this Carly thing. I hope not. you're not in a rush or anything. Because this was serious. Like, how does it affect us? I believe ultimately that we should become more independent filmmakers, period. You know what I mean? And that's that. I don't think that that the big corporations are going to bend. I think that they might bend a little bit, but if the, the actors and writers don't jump on it, they're going to lose their job. I think they're going to fire everybody. And why do I think that? Because they have AI. I don't know how much y'all know about that, but... Y'all familiar with chat GTP or any of that? You ever heard of that? Basically, you can say or type anything into this thing and it will write it out for you. So, you know, if you want scripts written or anything, any papers, you could put it in chat and it'll write it for you. Dependent on, right? And that's AI. industry, And they are willing and so greedy to not even negotiate <laughs> anymore. And um, sadly, our last effort or our last ability to push this negotiation is a strike. So that's what's happening. Then the famous actress, Salinas Leva, came forth and she also commented under the post saying, yup, and I make zero dollars and zero cents from Orange is New Black today. So I felt this post. Which is odd because anyone that knows anything about Salinas Leva, we all know that she was very successful on the show Orange is New Black. She was really popular. Everyone knew who she was. And it's a shame that she doesn't make any residuals off of one of the biggest shows on a streaming platform. Snoop Dogg famously spoke on this, and he broke down everything perfectly. And this is exactly what he had to say. Now, this is where I'm at with it. I think the music people need to jump into this, okay? They need to, but they, they won't. They won't because I don't think that music, like singers or rappers, I don't think there's like a hip-hop uh Or uh, what am I saying? Union. There's no hip hop union. There should be. But I don't believe there is like a hip hop union where people who are into rapping, breakdancing, you know, graffiti, DJ, they get to get help when they need it. Now, Music Cares does that. And the people who do the uh, Grammys, they do help out artists sometimes, you know. But um, 
they need something like a guild, just like the writers, just, you know, they are writers, you know what I mean? A different genre, a different style of writing. You know, I think that would be something powerful. But anyway, so that's what Michael Jackson was trying to do, rest in peace. You know, Michael Jackson was trying to, you know, get the other music artists to join his fight. You know, he really was just trying to get off his label deal and they just wouldn't even let him. And it's like, he's like, okay, I've been with you guys since 1980. It's been 20 years. It's time for me to go bye-bye. And then they'll dig up on the 248th page where it states in paragraph three, sentence two, you got to give us a Christmas album. And then he'll be like, oh my God, I don't want to do a Christmas album. Just take some old stuff from everything and put that to a fucking Christmas album. <laughs> and, you know, and they did, but they didn't appreciate that. You know what I mean? And then when he tried to get out of contract again, it was like, but you still haven't really done original works of a Christmas album. And this is Michael Jackson. You know, after 20 years on a label, he thought he could get the fuck off because that's what he signed 20 years ago. Kind of finite, you can never get out those contracts unless they want you to, no matter who you are. Is it because they're signing these 360 deals, which are horrible? They need to stop signing those deals. Yeah, there's people that are still signing them. And then some people are in, per, what they call it, in, per, in perpetuity, ad infinitum, okay? It'll be some shit. For real, for real. The writers are striking because streaming. They can't get paid. Because when it's on the platform, it's not like in the box office. In the box office, if it does all these numbers, you may get an up. Oh, it did this many, here's another check. But on streaming, you got 300,000 hours that somebody watched your movie. Where's the money? And I know I'm going off the script right now, but fuck it. This is business. Yeah. This is business. You know what I'm saying? This is a room full of business people, and somebody may hear this and be able to do something about it so that way the next artist don't have to struggle or cry or try to figure out how to get to his money. Because some of these artists are streaming millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking streams, and they don't got no millions of dollars in their pocket. Then they led to other actors giving their experiences, talking about how much they made. The former podcast personality, Giovanni Watson, recently took to his story to vent and rant about how the industry is fucking actors over. He came forth and made it clear that he only made a couple dollars in residual income, even though he made a pretty penny from doing the movie to begin with. Just got one. Huh? That's what it was. Dangerous company, movie I did for a lifetime. So I'm gonna see y'all out there picketing tomorrow in this heat. I'm gonna go get my SAG strike sign tonight. All right, I'm gonna get it tonight. <laughs> Only thing I can get with this is a McDouble. Two for one. Now, actors do make a pretty penny for their film, but a lot of times they only get compensated for simply just showing up, doing the movie, and they only film for like, what, two to three months on average? Maybe. Okay, you brought up a good point. I wanted to mention that. Chrissy says, Independence is the game. They can make their own movies, series with just them. Okay, that's what I did with Koala Harris. Yeah. And then, of course, there was some industry folks, you know, some of my so-called friends, you know, they was like, you know, um, yeah, we can see where you're going with it. Keep going, you know. And I'm like, well, shit, man, I don't have a budget. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that's why we said we could see where you're going. But that don't mean it's like it's there, but it's not, you know, I'm like, man. But yeah, 
that's because of old school thinking. Yeah, I have a web series, y'all. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But uh, I'm not doing any more Koala Harris's. I'm going to develop some other um, some other characters. But I have a, a whole series called Koala Harris with my homegirl, Algie. Shout out, Algie Jenkins. And um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Let me go to that. Let me see. Oh, definitely check out that Jackie O stuff, man. That was crazy. Rasby came out the coma. He still got the uh, broken wrist. Let me keep going. Oh, these are all the interviews I've done, y'all, like so far. These are hot, hot people, I think. Let's see. That's my husband, volume 10 right there. And then St. Louis Gabor. There's me and Ray's chopping it up again. That's Jay Swift from the far side. He's dope. Then two Mex or of Mexican descent. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's from the West Coast. There's CVE, Chilling Villain Empire. That's Riddler and that nigga Fish. I mean, that's his name, that nigga Fish. That's his name. And then Beyond of Acid Rain, Micah Nine, a Freestyle Fellowship. Then another adult content. That was a really, really good one. Check out these adult contents. It was pretty cool. There's a couple of my little videos, you know. This is my song, Art Beautiful. Here's an analysis I did of Nicki Minaj. Well, not just Nicki. It was about prostitution rap. Here's an interview with Coolio. Y'all could check that out. It was one of his last interviews, y'all. It's really, really deep. There's me performing live. And that's my husband on stage with me right there. This is his album, Akhenaten. Y'all need to check that album out. And so here's some of my Koala Harris's. And you know, I think I'm pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? You have people doing it now too, Chrissy. Good. Are they doing uh web series, full movies, videos, all of that? That's dope. That's that's what I'm doing. That's but I, I want to advance to like better cameras, you know, eventually. Yeah, me too. I hope they win the fight too. They're getting offers already? Oh, good. Contract development. I don't really know how they're going to get out of this one. How, how? I can't imagine really what... Because they're wanting to... Use, oh, we didn't even get into that. Jamie Foxx. Let me hold up. This is so much, y'all. This is so freaking much. Um. Because some people are saying that wasn't really Jamie Foxx talking the other day. Ooh, what y'all think? Sound crazy, huh? It's crazy. Hold up, let me put this on here. All right, so first of all, I just want to say, please support your girl. It's right here. These are funny, I promise. I promise you they're funny. Can I show a small portion of one of them, one of my favorites? I have like three favorite episodes. Do y'all care? Okay, put a one in the chat if I could show you. The one right in the middle, it's my Thanksgiving special. Can I show y'all this? Just a little bit. Yes, this, yes, let's do it. A little. That's the peak. That's with my iPhone. My husband was holding the phone. <laughs> now the backstory is, um, it was my birthday party. 
It's my birthday party. And I told everybody at the door, if you come in, you are a part of my show. <laughs> and everything was kind of improv. We had a general idea of what was going to happen, but still didn't really know till I edited. Let's do it. It was the best of days and I met the best people. Yes. These are the wonderful people I met this um, This was one of my voice. If y'all can hear me right now, y'all see I sound like a man. I had a couple of beers in me. Yo, you know? sound like a, I sound like a man. I'm mad at you because I get that shit all the time. Yes, you were having a campaign fundraiser in the hood with the average black American. We have fried chicken. Yes, I got to put it in the proper sequence. Otherwise, the jokes may sound odd to y'all. Hold on. I got to show you the first episode so you understand. My comedy is about a parody of the vice president, Kamala Harris, but not really. To take this out. Not really. But, you know, let me just show you the first episode. They're only like seven minutes or five minutes and all that good stuff. All right. But. Check this out. This is my homegirl. Shout out Algie Jenkins, man. She's so dope. I think she's funny as shit. Let me know if y'all think it's funny or not. Koala Harris, 2020. In America today, everyone doesn't have the opportunity for success. So I'd like to take this opportunity to have lunch with the average American. I'm bringing wine. We're having bolognese. Very excited. Let's go. Social distancing. So I'd like to take this opportunity to have lunch with the average American. I'm bringing wine. We're having bolognese. Very excited. Let's go. Social distancing. Oh, I eat the pig, you know, I eat the pig, so I hopefully we're having that. So excited. Never met her before. We were having a sweepstake. That damn shy fucking dad. Get why somebody at the dump.
It's just the chicken pie. Ma- Maru, Maru Chan. Maru Chan. So, so how does this work? You, you put the, you put this in. No, there. no, no. I know you went to an HBCU and all, but no, honey, that's not how you do that. Yes, we did eat noodles when I went to Howard University at HBCU. Yeah, HBCU. Look, I'm gonna get the noodles together. Why don't you sit down? Thank I'm gonna you. give us some cups for the sure, drink. Sure. Sure. I just cannot believe that I'm having lunch with koala with everybody. The I'm average like, American black. I'm like, all right, you know, we don't have a lot of glasses, but I got a glass for you. Thank you. Glass Thank you. Just pour it up. Oh, sure. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna get the noodles together. Oh, yes, I'm please. just so excited. Maru Chad. Just good. Just chicken. Maru Chad. Maruchan, Maruchan. 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 Maru Maru I am just so. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I am the guest. I am the vice president. Yeah, so that's what I think. 2020, girl. You've been speaking it into existence. Like, that's the stuff I've been talking about. Like, people don't be understanding about being positive and, like, Bringing that energy, right. and then you're like, Oh no, you know, it's gonna be a fight. You know, and I got like bridges to cross and stuff like barricades. And I'm like, That's my right. good, right. girl. I'm so happy to see. You. So, look, cheers, cheers, girl. You know, those initiatives really work in that regard. Mm. Initiatives, I heard what you were saying. Initiatives. Girl, initiatives go through me and my babies. We were not thinking about our noodles. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, it's all, oh my God. Initiatives. You are here for I am. I eat the pig. I eat the pig. And you know what? I have family members that dress that way. But just like this. Yes, I um, love it. Let me see. Let me see. So and peppers here. So 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 and peppers here. Yeah, something like that. I remember. You do you remember? 1980s. Something. Oh, right. girl, yes. you yes. yes. so pepper. You know, just a quick little hook. May, may, I, may I see that jacket? Oh, you want to try my jacket? I would like to see the jacket. Okay, here. So, 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 and peppers here. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Look out! Will you be your friend again? <laughs> so, and peppers here. All right, the and they keep saying you ain't black. Honey, I am as black as it gets. Say she ain't black. Blackity black. Blackity black. Noodles. I, I want some of these noodles. Okay, so you just kind of open the pack. Okay. You really want to? Oh, yes, I want this experience. Okay. 2020. 2020. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, just open the pack. Oh, it brings me joy. Oh, oh, it just brings me such joy. You know, you know what you feel. You know, joy. Puff on the law. Girl, I got. I, look, puff on the law. I got you. Oh, oregano. Oregano. That would say oh, so God. good with the Madam Chat. <laughs> Girl, you got it! <laughs> That's what we can do. Just a little oregano, 
So you no, put the know. packet. We put the packet in now. No, no, you gotta let it like boil. Like how mm. you would say, like simmer. You gotta let it simmer, like simmer, oh, okay. like, like like bolognese. You simmer the pork like and the that. meat, and you blend it like got that. It. You got it. You got, got it. it. So I'm just. Oh. Koala. You know what? Your house is so nice and clean. I would love if you would be my campaign manager. Are you what? You know, I really didn't have a chance to really clean up like I normally you know, clean because I I don't care. And then do it front when I'm I would love for you to be my campaign manager. that song shit on them you know because that's what the government's doing to us you know what i'm saying shit on them shit on them shit on them they better chill they don't want us to get on them ah! anyway that was the first episode and i didn't want to play the other one out of sequence because the next ones will make more sense you know what i mean because that's the first one where the sisters are meeting each other re-meeting whatever i like it it helped me during corona okay i was going crazy Straight up. I'm eating some of these. These are bomb. Sea salt and vinegar. Mm, mm. And so me, my friends and I, they're great actors. They do a lot of theater out here. Shout out Stuart LZ and Algie LZ <laughs> out here. They're so cool. So we got together. And my husband and a couple other people. And we just did like maybe nine or ten. Girl, black people that were so loyal to Kamala Harris, Kamala, they were mad. I like, one of my homegirls is like still pissed at me. Like she's the president of the AKA or whatever and whatever. And she's like, she's AKA, that's my soror. I was like, do you know her? No, have you ever met her? No. What? Did you know me since we was 14? The fuck? No. But, hey, that's a soror. So. No shade, no, no distance sorority people. Hey, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, Chrissy, I had a few, I had feedback. Either some people really got it and they loved it. Like people who like the office, arrested development, you know, um, parks and rec. You'll like, what was that? You'll like. Oh, you know where I got the inspiration? Issa Rae. I love her series. She has Awkward Black Girl. So, you know, she made me see 
that I could do um, something. I don't have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like I went to grad school for script writing. Okay. That's one of my masters. I have two masters. It's just doing too much. Really. It's just doing too much. But, and what the, the, the professors kept telling us was like, you don't have to, like, you can get started with your iPhone. You don't have to wait for Netflix to pick you up, you know, or Tubi for that matter. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christy. I was really sad. I had lost a bunch of friends, as did my husband. He lost like a family members and stuff. And so I just wanted to get into my comedy. I used to do comedy back when I was in high school. I was really good at it, you know. You're going to want something to cover. It's going to be freezing on the plane. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sorry, my daughter. Sorry, I'm eating chips. But I would I I don't know. I don't I don't think Kamala Harris appreciated me doing that. And I think that I wouldn't want to make her look bad. Let me let me show you another episode. <laughs> I have I have some podcasts that I did in the character as Koala Harris too. That's what this crazy picture is about. I literally did like a few podcasts as Koala Harris. But I have some favorite episodes. Okay, like here's here's one for example. You know, they get better every time, right? They get better and better. Did you know that Kamala Harris approved some bill that gets rid of bail bonds? Did y'all know they're getting rid of bail bonds? Did anybody out there know? Put one or two episodes, Cecil Waters. You can do Tubi for free and just add their advertising? Me? You saying I can put my this on Tubi? Who got some Tubi connects? I don't even know how that works. Oh, well, no, what? Yeah, let me show y'all. So I put it in this episode, okay? And tell me, you comment throughout. I'm going to be pausing or, you know, just communicate. I want to know what y'all think. Okay, first of all, do y'all know what a mukbang is? Y'all know what a mukbang is at this point, right? Wow, that would be really interesting. And thank you, Chrissy, for even thinking my stuff is on the level to be. I mean, I know people make fun of Tubi, but I still say thank you. You're my homegirls, you know? A nice dinner with my sorority sisters. Yes, we went to college together. Howard, you know, that place. So we were talking about bail bonds. Now, you know, I want to get rid of bail bonds. I think bail bonds are ridiculous. It's just a reason for the poor to get out of jail sooner than they need to. It's ridiculous. Just tell Ray Ray to stop taking hot chips and peach punch from Walmart. You won't have to worry about those type of things, right? The bad editing is by design. sisters. Kind of. I mean, you do the crime, you do the time. But have everybody locked up, then the prisons or the jail system will be overcrowded. So that just wouldn't make sense. That wouldn't work. You know, you know you're my girl and I support you. Me up, I was like, what? Where did that come from? 
silly Negro. Let me tell you. First of all, these people live in apartments usually. They don't have houses that they can Wait, use. I gotta tell you. They usually this. ask people in their families that have houses. Hold on, let me tell y'all this. This is important. Anything that I've said in this pod, in this episode, literally, I get from her interviews. She literally said this shit. She literally said 90% of the stuff that I'm saying in this episode. In the first episode, she really did. You know when I'm saying I eat the pig? I'm saying that because when she went on the breakfast club, I, I got that from her about Bolognese and I made the best greens and all this. And I got that from her. I put all that shit she'd be saying in the interviews up a nose. So she said this shit. She literally said this shit. I'm not even misquoting. They don't pay their bail bonds. Let's say you go into jail and you steal. You're being a criminal. And someone puts your bail up for $20,000. And they say, hey, you need $2,000 out. Why don't you put your house on the line? They don't have a house. They only have a roach-infested apartment. That's not everything. You lose your house, potentially, trying to bail some criminal out of jail. No. You stay in jail until your court date, and that's that. Hmm. That's why I'm at with it. Hmm. Black people need to stop doing crime. That's it. It's that simple. Well, I disagree. Because my cousin Edgar was locked up. And we had the money. It wasn't no big deal, but it was something little. You know what I mean? Like, got caught up with this girl and, like, busted out her window type thing. But we were able to get the money. It wasn't no big deal, you know? And then he got a good lawyer. He got some good representation, and he got out. Just that simple. He had to do a little probation, a little community service. He was good. So it's not everybody, Koala. Not everyone. I don't want you to think just everybody that's out there doing something. You know, I, I don't discuss this with everybody, but I'm record. I got a pass. What? I got a pass. Oh, are you kidding me? I've done some time. Please tell her, sis. I've done some time. But Don't I Don't you dare admit that on screen. Oh, oh but I just want you to know. Okay. Tell her. Oh, I had to do some hard time. I ain't gonna make a lot. Oh my goodness. I had, so I, and I don't, you know, I don't oh, believe it. Oh my goodness. goodness. I had to do some time. My man was in jail. In, in fact, I, we, we we broke up because um, he has 25 years for for moving some some some, some you know, stuff that the law the law the law he, he needed that bond he needed it he's a criminal case in point but listen listen that's oh, you're proving my point okay so then, you're proving uh, my point black they, men matter black men matter they do, do matter. black men matter black men do matter they used to matter they mattered on your way up. But Koala don't know that, okay? So he ain't with a black woman. I mean, no shade. No shade. No shade. I'm not throwing no shade. I don't understand. Excuse me. That's the case. I'm a criminal too. I have to give great support to the LGBTQIA community. Plus. Yes. Excuse me. What about black men? Black men. Black men? Black men? Yes. Black American men. Black men. Black, black, black. Yeah, black men. Black men. Black men. Okay. So, so I mean, is this your plot against black men then? I mean, what's excuse me? Because I'm not understanding. Father is black. 
My father is black. Okay. Black. Okay. But okay. he was not a criminal. I'm saying, John Tavia, don't do crime. John Tavia. John Tavia. John Tavia. All's I'm saying is just stop doing crime. You go to jail. You only get allowed to be released on your community merits. Then you get released. Other than that, you lose your job. You, your children get put in child services. It's your fault. That Don't blows up crime. the whole system. They would start be becoming like convicts and committing crimes because their parents are away. Like you really have to look at the whole picture, Koala. Oh, I've looked at it. And do you know that the prison industry is on the stock exchange? I'm quite sure. Yes. yes. You make a pretty penny. Hmm. A pretty penny. And that's okay with you. The 13th Amendment. I didn't have that problem. I had a really good lawyer. If you go, but I did do two years. Mm. I'm just I'm just surprised that you would just say that. What about um prison and being a place for rehabilitation? Rehab is for people who can afford it. <laughs> we are not in the habit of helping people it, it is with their correction. mental health. It's a correction. That's a personal yeah. issue. But it's def it definitely does not help. That's why I'm just glad that I had the finances to be able to get help when I got Exactly. Home. So you would know that I did too. But I won't go into debt for what I did. I tell but you. no bail bond, I would have been hit. You know what I mean? Like my family was able to really help me out. But if there was no bail bond, I would have just sat there. But well, Tarina wasn't about to change my mind. Choice. Uh, after poor choice, and we should not have to keep paying for that. At times, you have to do what you got to do. You do not have to steal from Walmart or Target or Bloomingdale's or whatever it is people are stealing from. Well, I didn't steal. I just had business and shit. But I'm just saying. What are you stealing? I'm just saying. Oh my goodness! Keep that to feed your family. You should not be stealing groceries. You, you apply for food stamps. This debate went on you for 30 minutes. <laughs> on a mashed potato policy. You can't afford steak. You eat beans. And you, you eat ketchup. Ground beef. My from the chub. That's all. I had to do something for my kids. So mm. it has nothing to do with on a mashed potato policy because we eat ramen. That's what we do. Madden That's Chan. like the next level down. Madam Chan is delicious. It really is. It's delicious. I love it. Spam really too is a new fave of mine. And someone put spam on little triangle slices of bread, and it was so delicious. I loved it. Meanwhile, she tries to really keep talking to me about this bail bond. No, that's going down. I'm sorry, Tarina. I can't. I'm down with the popo. That's just. Part of it. You know what, my baby crying. Again, you people need to make better choices. My baby daddy is a really good guy. Let me go get my baby because of my baby. She just making some noise and stuff. Well, really not considerate of black men and black lives in general. Hey, hey, I'm considered of people who lose their houses from people who go to jail and then run away. And then these people who put their houses up for bail lose their houses. What about them? What about them? Lower the bail. No bail. Lower the bail. No, we have to have something for the poor. The black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yes, they did. Do you think they matter? I'm talking about Asian crime now. 
Oh, there's mm. Asian people being beat up and abused. Oh, yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about those things. So they still yeah, wanted to debate with me about minorities. Oh, yeah, I'm going on the Asians. And then LGBTQPIA plus. Then the Native Americans. Then the, then the Latinos. So all lives matter. Then oh. whites. Then the blacks. Yeah. But you're black. You're Excuse black. me. Excuse me. Are you black? Um, how black are you? Black and black. I don't think she knows. Oh. Well, Bell so Indian in your family though. My mother was Indian in your family. She's Indian. Is that? You said all. But then what kind of as black? Indian doesn't matter. These freeloading harpies are trying to manipulate me. That's it. I'm sorry. You don't I'm have to agree with her. Yeah, I you don't, don't agree. have to agree with me. Yeah, I'm just telling the truth here. You're going around breaking the law that was fortified by the American people. And that's that. Okay? And that's that. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. Like Michael is. Jackson already said. Okay. I got you. Right. Again, I light those candles. Kwanzaa, Michael, Tito, Janet, Jermaine, Randy, Latoya, Rebe. All of them. Don't get me started. Yeah. Yes. I've thought about these things. My I'm quite sure. Hmm. I'm quite sure you have. Disagree. I definitely. Shall we build more prisons? The prisons are being built as we speak. Yes. Yes. See, that's that. I'm saying more jobs from middle America. So I guess we'll just see the crime rate go up more too. No, we're going to have more jobs from middle America because we're going to have more working in the prisons. My they were becoming lie. a big yawn fest. So I decided to check this out. So we can finish this dinner. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sis. Um, I'll buy a sis. I'm going to touch my skin. Sis. And that's a whole nother conversation. She <sighs> said she's black and black. I'm just saying she was black and black. She didn't care about black. I eat um, chicken masala. Okay. Okay. Like it. Like it. Like it. Do you, Do you make it from Chicken masala. I make oh, it I all like the next time. Next time, next time, we're going to do this. Chicken and salmon, some black stuff. Ooh, and pineapple. Indian in my family. That, that concludes our table dinner. I am Koala Harris. This is John Tavia Jackson. And of course, Tomina. Sing along with me. Don't do the time crime. If you can't do the time. Even my cameraman decides he's going to sing the theme from Beretta. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, until next time, this is Koala Harris 2021. Okay, I know I've been doing a lot with these, but that's I, I never really, I haven't really super duper showed those, but they are on my channel. And, you know, I thought the shit was funny, you know what I'm saying? Really, I made them to make myself laugh, okay? And I had some great friends who were willing to laugh with me with this shit. So look, this is my favorite. This is my favorite one. I gotta show you this. It's only six six and a half minutes. Okay, I'm not gonna just come on, humor me, kids. Let me let me play this for you. So tell me if it, if you laugh if you think it's funny.
It was the best of days, and I met the best people. Yes. These are the wonderful people I met. This is why my voice. If y'all can hear me right now, y'all see I sound like a man. I had a couple of beers in me. That's my like a man. I'm mad at you because I get that shit all the time. Because you were having a campaign fundraiser in the hood with the average black American. We have fried chicken. Yes, sir. I thought that's what the people like. I got french fries and biscuits and more french fries and potatoes and some Cajun rice. I like that. I like that. And string beans. Oh, yes. And my black eyed peas. I made black eyed peas. You know, I've been known for my black eyed peas. I've, I've been asked to make the black eyed peas at the Christmas at the Christmas parties. We had great soda. Great. Yeah, we made guac, koala, koala. Uh, what's what's your name? <laughs> koala. That's really great. And then we're just gonna have some stuff, you know, with some people like my aunties, you know. <laughs> Little did we all know we were all about to become best friends. We had the most stimulating conversation. I used the red cups. You get some blue cups. Uh, I don't know why he's uh, have a biscuit. Well, I, I, I prefer the melon jars myself. No, they showed me their high quality taste and high quality drinks and all kinds the of things. I will with vote the for people. you. <laughs> this is how we do it. Hey. I decided to join in and enjoy my typical average hey, people. Thank yes, you. yes. All right, here we yes. go. Cheers. And suddenly, this gentleman shows up. I think that's Jerome. He's very militant. Jerome. What's crap? They're going to HBCU. Oh, yes, I did. You know what? I am so thankful for this chat. I'm going to definitely break these things down because even though these are seven minutes and six minutes, yeah, you're right. I can pull people to it even by putting them into little shorts and clips and stuff. I'm definitely going to work on that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm going to fast forward then since y'all let me. <laughs> let me hurry. Howard University. Like Howard and that? Howard in Washington. <laughs> Everyone has jokes. Well, we're having a celebration campaign fundraiser. Why are you here? Just, they said some chicken in the vote for something. I guess it's you. I decided to let the freeloaders I thought it was stay. A koala bear. They said some of our koalas. I thought we said we're bringing the koalas or something, but I'm glad to see you. Yeah, so well, he looked black too. Well, uh, I, 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 I have edges. I do have edges. The coils speak for themselves. Uh, yes. The debate she has a little Native on. American in her. I'm just Indian. Indian. I'm not Native American. No, 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 no. This is East Indian. This is Indian near China. Oh, you don't look Chinese. Not, not that she has um, you like black in her. You got black in your koala. Black and black? Yes. Look at, I'm wearing a Gucci. Fauci. I'm wearing a Fauci. I picked that out. I uh, thank you. Uh, a very unique design. From a lovely place they call the Sloss and Swap. Really insinuate like her blackness. Like you're going to go Excuse me. But you're saying black. So if you're going to be black, when you get to Washington, can we? We finally got into meteor topics like this black contract and what the community actually means. Yeah. A rib joint. And can we have a safe area you can play some dice?
You call oh, yourself militant oh, right here. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. We right. We December. But I'm oh, saying Kahala. Kahala? Koala? Koala. Koala Koala Lumpur? If you want my vote, what are you going to do for the education for the kids that's coming up? And this is And it. my grandkids and my kids. What, what are you going to do for us? For the future, I'm asking. Here's what I say for that online tutoring and, and then teaching, you need to make that mute button bigger. Because when you start cussing at the kids, it's hard to try to mute the button out and you can't see it. So the button needs to be that big so you can mute it so the teachers won't be hearing that's all I'm saying. I listen. I'm down with my educators. Why do you keep whispering over there? Why do you keep whispering? Jerome. So everybody black baby Jerome. School right now. And parents with real concerns. Little JJ, he got ADHD and he just all over the place. What? I'm not an educator. What What do I supposed to do? They need to open up the schools. Look what I got to do. I need to wear my lip gloss. Lip gloss is very important in my Yes. And I gotta cover it up. Yeah. And I'm free. Miss Koala. This is important in our community. Why did she have to take me back to my Oakland days? Yes. So are you down with this koala? Because oh, we've been fighting for this one. Well, you know, oh, I, I, I see Christmas party. I was told yeah, I make the girl. best greens. The peer pressure continues, but I stood steadfast. You been blocked this last week. Come on back. Ain't your father Jamaican? You hit this shit. You want my vote? He is Irene. No, I'm having a hard time. Believe me, shit now. I will not be smoking things. You bought food, dog. You had to be smoking this shit fucking from the back, girl. You had to be smoking on oh, this shit, Mr. Wallace. You had to be. I cannot. Go ahead, Miss. I cannot. Oh, okay, okay. Wallace. Okay. Don't stop <laughs> This was purely, <clears throat> purely jokes, of course, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we bonded over future promises and ancient success. I love them. You'll be coming back. Part of the black experience. Both y'all better be coming back. Well, real life black folks hood, right here. You ain't gonna clap. Oh, uh, we clapping. This is how we get down. Yeah, I brought them chicken and beer. Would you black like anything else today? Reparations. Yes. Well, at those moments, you have to redirect, redirect, redirect. Hey, hey. And if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You fucking up. Shit on them, shit on them, shit on them, shit on them. They better chill. They don't want us to get on them. Shit on them, shit on them, shit on them, shit on them. They better chill. They don't want us to get on them. These niggas is trash. These niggas is fags. I see them in person. I'm kicking their ass, getting that bag. This is possessed. <laughs> anyway, and on and on. So uh, you know, if you ever bored at work or whatever, and you you looking for something to do. Check out the rest of them crazy cats in that world or whatever, if you found it funny at all, you know? You know, that's what I was doing last year or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's the best way to give the medicine, right? Like, comedy is the best. Thank you, queens. Thank you, sisters and brothers out there who watch that. So here's the backstory. I never met that chick in my life. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. I, this girl came with that raspy voice and I was like, oh my goodness, 
I never met her before. She, my homegirls, shout out all the homegirls and homies and my husband in this episode. She just brought her to my party. Her name is Tammy. And I was like, she is a character and a half. That girl. I have never met her before and I've never seen her after. And I wish I could find her. Her name is Tammy. That's my homegirl right there. She brought her to the party, but she ain't seen her either. That's my girl, Cassie. Shout out, Cassie. Shout out, Compton in the house. But, um, and then uh, that was my chick, my friend in crime, you know, my girl, Algie, right here. Where is she at? That's her husband. That's Algie's husband right there. Algie, you know, Karina. Like, you don't sound like a man. Is her voice so nice? That's Algie. Okay, so that's Algie. She's kind of like, I would say she's like my best friend in Las Vegas. She's like cool as shit. Fantastic actress. Her and her husband act. Shout out Flint, Michigan in the house. But uh, she makes me laugh. So if I'm laughing, and then of course my husband is, is he's always like the fourth wall, right? Did you notice like that's his hand over the, you know, over the, you know, when I'm okay. Because the, the the premise is it's really like a what we call mockumentary. It's not like a real documentary, but it's supposed to be like a documentary style. But she fucks up on purpose. Like she's just clumsy and sloppy. She drinks too much. She smokes too much. All that shit. You know what I'm saying? She's a contradiction. And I, you know, I had fun with it. You know what I mean? So that's me. That's me like trying to focus my energy, be creative try to laugh because I know when I first watched that first episode, I laughed at my home girl. My home girl had me cracking up. You know, I'm I felt like I was her uh sidekick, you know what I'm saying? But um it kept me laughing though. That's the point. I was laughing all the time. And we we've been wanting to get together to do another one and we've gotten together She's also on my earlier podcast. Like literally, if you check out my whole channel, I've got all kinds of good, good content. But Algie, she's on some uh, a, a podcasts I did too, back in the day telling Hollywood gossip and history too, Hollywood history. Um, thank you, Chrissy. I thought it was funny. Uh, Algie's uh, hilarious. Um, shout out Algie, shout out Stu. Her husband, Stuart, was the the, the moocher, the guy. He He's a comedian. He's like a stand-up comedy dude. You know, um, I was flat honored that he even took time to hang out with us. He's like the coolest cat. You know what I mean? He's like a cousin from another mother. <laughs> He's cool. I like them as a couple and I like them individually. They're both good people. You know what I'm saying? I love them. Um, but that's what's up. That's my little acting crew. You know what I'm saying? And the more the merrier. But see, some people was telling me they didn't like her. They didn't like my character. And so I was like, that's the point. <laughs> but she is supposed to make you laugh. So if you laugh, that's cool. But let's get back into this. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, press like. Please press like. It helps with the algorithms. If you'd like to donate, if you're being entertained, whatever you like to donate would be awesome. 99 cent a dollar, whatever. I don't care. It don't even matter. But what up, humbly speaking? Hey. Yeah, Stuart is hilarious, man. Us even just in real life together have a great time. 
all of us together. Like Stu is a very good barbecuer. He makes good barbecue. And um, there's always a bunch of kids and food and they're funny naturally. So it's just like, and that's funny because Algie told me they only book her for like serious roles and I could, she's good at it too. And I've seen her in the plays and all that, but all I see is comedy. Like she is just naturally, she was coming back with all that stuff off the top of her head. That was pretty dope. She's dope. I really like my homegirl. She's dope. All right, let's get into this. Maybe even a year. But the fact that he wasted all that time just to get $5 in residuals, well, he actually made 15, but after taxes and having to pay your agencies, you only make five. So actors, you got to remember, they're not just getting like six-figure deals. A lot of times, these actors are getting maybe like what? If you're a popular actor and if it's a big production company, maybe over 20K for a movie. And they really pay black actors less than, I hate to say it, but it's true. They pay black actors less than white actors. If you set up a lot of short skits and get your distribution right, I know you will do well. Oh, thank you. Distribution, that's the thing I need information about. That's what I need. Thank you, thank you, Christian Affirmation. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to have to get over here in a minute. You know what? I didn't even mention this, but we're going to Costa Rica in about two or three hours. Isn't that awesome? I'm so excited. I wasn't really going to mention that yet, but whatever. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've never been outside of the country. This is going to be really interesting. So, but I'm going to probably do a live. I'm going to be all like Storm Monroe and do, you know, do lives from other countries and stuff. Did anybody, y'all watch Storm Monroe? I love Storm Monroe. He's one of my favorites. I say that about all of them, don't I? <laughs> but they are really and truly favorites and, and I enjoy them. They're like my best friends when I'm by myself. Thank you, Chrissy. Um, let me show y'all. Let's get into this, this story right here for a second. Carly Russell fired from job. Do you think her case will affect the future missing cases? That's where we were going with that. So let me, I'm going to do this and then we're going to close out. So look, before I show this one, let me show you uh, this comedy, comedy hype news is another show with Pierre that I really like. I mean, they're really dope, really and truly dope. Very informative. I didn't even get into Jamie Foxx, man. I didn't even get into him. But while we're talking about Jamie Foxx, how many of y'all think that's actually Jamie Foxx that was talking and crying to us the other day? Yeah, it, you think it's overrated? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of videos of other places. What is Global Entry Third Eye Sire? Let me know what that is. Thank you, by the way. I don't know what that is. Is that life insurance? Is that uh, traveling insurance? Film? Yes, that's. I got to dump a bunch of stuff off my laptop. You think that's really that? You really think that's Jamie Foxx? You don't think it's an AI? Because you know that's one of the complaints of actors. They say that they're going to be AI'd out the game. Did y'all see the video? First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you um, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. 
um, uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with, uh, with tubes, um, running out of me and, and trying to figure out, uh, if, if I was going to make it through. And to be honest with you, my, uh, my sister, Deidre Dixon, my daughter, Corinne Marie, saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, Sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind. But as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through. I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. And uh, I'm able to work, so I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that I that I, I love everybody, and I love all of the love that I got. And man, you know, I know they talk about people crying on videos. You know, you could do take two, but I'm not gonna do a take two. This it is what it is. And if you see me out. Uh, from now on and every once in a while, I just burst into tears is because um, it's been tough, man. I was sick, man. But now I got my leg. Hold up. Wait a minute. I love my people. Who said what about his beard? <laughs> what Christian affirmation? What's up with it? I didn't even notice till you said that. Oh, uh, what is up with his beard? Let me look at that a little closer. What is that? Uh, it looks like he just made a mistake shaving. Oh, dang. You see how it looked like he just shaved that part. Do I believe in clones? I'm not sure. Yeah, it looked, it makes it easier to travel through customs. Global entry. Let me. I don't, I'm not gonna remember that. I mean, what is that? I'm gonna have to look it up now. Global entry. Look it up. All right. Thank you. I really don't think it's AI. His hairline is a little further back, though. That's his real hairline, y'all. He usually wear that spray paint shit. Let's see. Uh, what's up with this shaving accident? That looks like him. Choke no joke says he should have a tattoo on the back of his head. That's true. Yeah, he did lose weight. He looked puffy in the eyes. He looked like he'd been through some things. Interesting. Do y'all believe him? Legs uh, under me, so you're going to see me out. Uh, but like I said, I just want you to remember me for uh, the jokes that I cracked, uh, 
the movies that I make, some of them good, some of them ain't. I think I got a good one out. Uh, and the songs that I sing, man. And then, you know, some people were talking about I'm clone. Well, check this out. Just kidding. Uh, clone, man, but I'm here on earth because of some great people. I'm here on earth because of God, man. So I love all y'all. Uh, I just want to jump on here and let you know. Wait. <laughs> Yo. I love being around funny people. It's better. It's a better day. It's a better day. Y'all at work got a work friend who makes you laugh or are you that funny person? I try to be that funny person, but uh, I love, love hanging out with people who are naturally just funny. It's a beautiful day. But anyway, let's keep going. That uh, I'm on my way back in love. Well, that was interesting. What'd y'all think of that? But this is the one I wanted to show you. Let's see, let's see. This is the one, y'all. This shit was crazy. You get 1500 This lady killed the game right here. I really liked her. So this is about Monique. Okay, so it's because of this writer strike, he looks paler. Yeah. Oh, his tattoo. I don't know, third eye. Sorry, I didn't see the back of his head. You know? I felt he was sincere, but you know he's an actor. I mean... And didn't the nigga win a Grammy, Oscar, whatever. But you know, Monique, let's get into this. I didn't even get to Gilly the Kid's son sacrifice, and I still got to get ready to go. So let's hurry up. Monique strikes back at Steve Harvey. Okay, what do y'all think about this? So she's so people are like putting her on because they're saying she was right all this time about everything that the people are striping, striking about. So that was no. You called me with the morning show on the phone. I said to you, Steve, my family is suffering behind this. And y'all know I did nothing wrong. But none of y'all in real time, in real time, was strong enough to go publicly. Not like I couldn't have been on television or couldn't have been back in the movies, but the offers just didn't make sense. We felt like if we continue to accept the offers that's coming in, what does that leave the little girl who's not here yet? All about asses in the seats. I totally agree and with you. You know what I mean? So yes. that's not her resume. That's what she drew. And when you look at the resume of Monique, that's asses in the seats. Oh, yeah. Contractually. Yes. When you make a movie, regardless of who you sign the deal with, your job is to go and promote said movie. Mm -hmm. I could have schooled you on mm -hmm. what was expected. If I had done something wrong contractually, they would have sued me. The reason why no one could do anything to me contractually because they found out I did nothing wrong contractually. Um, so, Yamanika, I'm actually going to come to you first. I'd love to get your reaction to Monique's clip. But also, you know, we've had this conversation before. Again, do you think people owe Monique, you know, an, apolo an apology for the times that she has stood up for the things that she's experienced in the industry with what we're seeing with the strike? Yamanika. You're trying to get apologies from people. I mean, like, it's a waste of time. Do people, I don't know, it, it, you know, that that shouldn't be the focus of whether people are going to apologize or not because people are consistently wrong and still won't apologize or whatever. I think what should be noted is that when um, some of the things she says is actually accurate, you know, um, she took a, a stand because not only being a black person, you know, they can't stand when we strike, but especially being a black woman. Um, she didn't do anything different than Kevin Hart. Remember, we, there was a big uh, scandal, kind of not scandal, but we became aware that Kevin Hart was not promoting 
um, his movies unless he was getting a fee for it. So um, she wasn't asking for anything uh, that was uh, out of pocket. I think where we get into problems like this is when people have opinions about what people think they think they should be worth. And that's where the problem is. If she thinks she is worth being paid to promote, if she thinks she is worth getting certain millions of dollars for a Netflix special, and she can deliver on the business end of that, then she should be paid what she is owed. Absolutely. Now, speaking of being paid what is owed right now, obviously, I see your backdrop. And this is a huge conversation. So I'm really happy that there's light being shed on this. Um, you're heavy in the industry. So I'd love for you to kind of, you know, explain to us what exactly are we seeing here with this strike? And what are we hoping to, to come out of this? I think um, with the strike, and I'm, I'm a member of the Writers Guild of America, and I'm also a Screen Actors Guild uh, AFTRA member. Um, <laughs> there was three different entities that kind of went up, right? You had the Writers Guild, you had uh, Screen Actors eventually joined them last week, and then we also had the Directors Guild. Um, only one guild has really settled um, in terms of the strike, and it's been the Directors Guild. And I think there it's not uh, lost on me that the Directors Guild is majorly made up of uh, white males. It is very difficult to get into the Directors Guild. So I automatically know that other white men who are holding money away from everyone else is going to make sure that they keep other white men m making money. However, I have no idea what, how the Directors Guild is going to really move because, I mean, what they're going to direct. Um, but, you know, I, I won a Writers Guild Award this year, and this is, I'm saying this for a reason. People think you get these accolades, you get into these things and everything is set. They see you on television, they see you in a movie, they think you got millions of dollars. Um, they don't understand that in entertainment business is a business and that business is really the, the business itself got started for advertising, not for entertainment, for advertising. And it went from uh, radio to movies, silent, all that. Now, in the grand scheme of things, uh, using Monique as an example, if Monique is the reason why people are coming to the shows, if, Mo if people are coming to see her and it's her name and it's her talent, she should get the lion's share of the money that is coming in. However, it is reversed in the business where the people who put up the money, the big corporations, the uh, CEOs and things like that, they're recouping not even just a majority of the money, like disproportionately the majority of the money to the point where there are people who are on television who are living paycheck to paycheck, who have to apply for unemployment, who don't have money to make their mortgage. You know, so when people say that we're complaining about just getting more money and sucking the business dry, it, this is about people having to survive. And thankfully, uh, this has happened. If it wasn't for streaming, I don't think this would have ever happened because now you have big name stars who are also losing out on money. And that's what you need. Well, Monique was missing when she was protesting, but she needed, like she said to Steve Harvey, those guys to also join in so that affected change could happen. She did it on her own. So what we're saying is now that the big A stars are like, also, where's they streaming money and they got a problem now that hopefully will trickle down to the rest of the people who need money because now everybody has stopped work. Absolutely. Pierre, I'm going to bring you in as well. Um, one, I love your reaction to seeing the clip of Monique, but also from your perspective as an independent artist, you know, 
from your perspective, how does things look? Because I know you were once a member of SAG. And also, do you think that artists should use this time to kind of tap into the route that you've taken here? My sister, Yamanika, said a whole mouthful. She, I mean, perfectly said everything she said from both parts were absolutely correct. Um, the problem is, you know, I'll just, I'll just use this word lightly, but kind of. The billionaires are being greedy, okay? They're being greedy. You know, the, the people who make so much money, the billionaires, the multi-multi-millionaires are being greedy to the people who are trying to make a living. Everyone thinks that because you're in a movie, you're rich. And that's not the case. They see you on TV, they think you're rich. You know, all you can do, uh, you're doing all, you ask them some more money. I see you on TV all the time. You'd be, you'd be surprised what people make. Now, you might say, well, you know, someone might make, I'm just making it up. Let's say they make, you know, $20,000 an episode. But they have agents, lawyers, managers to pay, taxes to pay. So by the time it's all said and done, let's say they walk away with $6,000. Well, they may have a mortgage or a big house. Now, you can't be sitting in the house tomorrow. They should have a big ass house. Well, why not? You have a house. You have a nice car. Why can't they have something nice? You know, they're working for it. They're doing it. But now, a lot of people don't like to see the rich people or people doing better than them complain. You know what I'm saying? But we all have levels of we can complain on. You know, if you have a, if you have a BMW, I can say, well, look at you. You can't talk about the guy with the little car. You know, you know what I'm saying? We can always play that game. And I just think that, um, and now, that, like she said, streaming's come by People didn't know about streaming 10 years ago when contract, you know, contracts were, for, you know, brought, were argued over. Now things have changed. And, and the, the people who make so much money, the billionaires, they want all the money in streaming because it wasn't set in plan. Uh, it wasn't nothing set to say, hey, actors get money in streaming. Now the actors say, well, hold on, let me give some of this. If you're making all this money, let me have some of it. And now the rich, rich people are making them. And they can starve the people out, unfortunately, but it's going to get ugly if they play that game. You know, if they say, well, we're going to not do this so-and-so. So I, myself... Didn't want to play the Hollywood game. Not that they didn't want to play it. They weren't inviting me. It's harder than you think, you know, to get role, movie roles over and over. That's why you only see 20 black actors pretty much working all the time. The rest of them, I can name some people. He's like, yeah, I heard of him in a long time. I've heard a long time. They're still alive. You know what I'm saying? But they're not working. Well, I decided to use my penmanship and my knowledge of how to make movies and make my own stuff. So I decided to jump on this streaming situation and make my own movies. I got these three fantastic movies coming out called Slice One, Two, and Three, which we'll talk about in the future. We're gonna be on Tubi, but yeah, I decided to take my own my my own uh, podcast, my own dating PS. I decided to make my own stuff, and so I went that route because I didn't want to be bullied by a, another place or have to wait for another situation to hire me. I'm a boss, okay? You, you, I can rent myself out to you, but I'm never gonna work for you. I'm a boss, you know what I'm saying? I'll rent myself out to you, but I'll come right back and do my own thing, and that's why I became independent. Um, and it's worked out for me so far, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, people aren't running to the theaters like they used to. Now everything is on that handheld device, okay? The stream's all right there on your tablet or your phone. And if you can make something go there without having to deal with Hollywood, people are going to watch what they watch. They don't care where they watch that. If I see a good movie on my phone or my tablet, I'm going to watch it when I'm on the bus or whatever the case may be. And now it's getting ugly, and the, the rich are trying to hold on to as much as they can but I'm, I'm really down for the uh, for the people who are striking, the actors and so forth, because I know how hard it is to maintain in Hollywood. Let me ask you, Pierre, was there a specific moment for you that was like, hey, yeah, because of this, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this route. I know you say, you know, just it's hard and it is difficult, but was there a specific moment for you? Yeah, eviction. I did it for me. Eviction. You might have about it. No, I'm just joking. I ain't gonna be. Oh, look, I didn't know whether to laugh or. or I know, I felt bad. I was like, oh no. No, no, I, hell no, I'm a boss. I ain't gonna get a, I, that's what I ain't gonna do is get evicted. Um, <laughs> no, I just saw, I just knew I had another talent and I wasn't getting, you know, I was getting close on roles, movie roles. Close don't work. Close is last, okay? <laughs> if, you know, if they don't pick you, it can be 100 people come in there. If you're the second choice, 
you're the 99th choice. It's the same choice. You ain't getting picked. So I saw myself getting close, but not getting it, you know, getting roles. I was like, you know what? I don't want to have a day job. I'm not built for the, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'll put me in a cubicle for you and put me in a casket for you, put me in a cubicle. I can't work a nine to five. So I decided just to take my talents. And I did, as, as John would say, I pivot, you know, I, mean? I pivot. I said, okay, because I wasn't working as much. I wasn't getting the roles, you know, I was getting close, but I wouldn't get in the roles. Yeah. Uh, Yamanika, let me ask you this. Is there any responsibility that, you know, the audience should take? You know, I see, as you mentioned, the writers, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time in 50 years that simultaneously we're seeing two organizations go on strike together. So is there any responsibility on the audience, you know, as we're pushing forward in this strike? Is there any responsibility or is there anything that we can do to help with this? Support everything black. How about that? I mean, yeah, absolutely. For <laughs> everything black, but um, yeah, it's the first time, again, it speaks in numbers. So um, the Writers Guild has gone on strike, uh, uh, you know, I think the 2007 oh. maybe, then it was oh, 1997. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so this Writers Strike, but when you have these two come together, um, it really helps. Um, I think what people need to understand is um, in terms of what the audience needs to know is what really with the streaming. And again, like I said, it started beforehand because, you know, when we look at reality television stars and like Ode Ball and A Shot Calling, they're not protected underneath uh, SAG, right? So they're not getting, um, in terms of, they're not getting uh, residuals on when they air. So you can watch Love and Hip Hop or whatever a thousand times. There's no check. They get no one check to film one time and then they're on. Then there was another loophole that they used to do is if you went on and played yourself, they didn't have to pay you any residuals, right? So mm -hmm. there's a couple of shows I've been on where I actually played myself and didn't get paid for it. Residuals are how people really live. That's where your savings comes from. You can get paid to do an appearance on a show. You get $1,500 to do an episode of something. Once the advertising gets involved in that episode and the money starts to trickle in, that episode could generate, uh, you know, maybe three or $400,000, maybe a million dollars worth of revenue from that episode. How does it trickle down? If the people that are in front of the camera doing the work and the people behind the scenes who are writing and doing the work or the production, they're not getting paid with some guy who just happened to be the president of Colgate. <laughs> We've had so many dismantlings. I've lost so many deals and I hate to get on my own soapbox here. I've lost so many deals because at the precipice of my fucking deal, the network changed the vice president and president and mm -hmm. not changed I mean, I had a humongous deal that was already ready to go. And then one conglomeration bought out another one, right? And then the, the, the person that replaced the president that had approved me, he wasn't even a president of anything in terms of entertainment. He was some marketing guy from a, you know, it's like this the, the, entertainment is not being run by the entertainers who know what to give you, the creativity. It is being run by people who don't even watch TV. P.S. Won't even let their kids watch television. Ooh okay. Yeah. So let's be very real. If you want to be entertained, have respect for the people that entertain. And there's a there's a lack of respect across the board for people who entertain. Like we're just some fucking muppet supposed to give you whatever. We're here to give you laughs and yuck yucks. It's reciprocal. We give you respect. Give us respect. Join us in that. Or you ain't gonna have shit to watch. You're not. Well, you know, 
Right. You know, hip, hip hop artists have complained about that for a long time when executives run hip hop and they have no idea what hip hop, damn near what hip hop is. You know, some German dude over there in Sweden or whatever the hell he is, and he's running a hip hop, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's running a section of Warner Bros. that has hip hop. He don't know what it is. So you're right. You know, we should have more people who feel it, you know, to run entertainment, not just some guy wearing a suit and tie. So I agree with you because they don't care. They're, they're not mostly invested in it at all. At all. And because they are distant from it, this is why we have the things when we say, why is our music so violent? Why are the things that we see, we see us playing these very stereotypical tropes? It's because they don't care about our community and what advances it. They just want to, what they know that we're going to go watch and sell, that's what they're going to sell, even if it's us killing each other. Real quick, real quick, I remember filming How to Be a Player. And it's that scene, the party scene where Bernie Mac is at the end. We're running around at a party on How to Be a Play for those who remember the movie. Um, I remember the director was sitting there shoot, put, putting a shot up, and some little white executive came up and said, put some more, like, scandally clad, you know, black, you know, not black women, but there were black women there. Put some more women with their asses out, more to the camera. He told him to put more around. And I was like, I'm sitting there watching, like, wow. He's some dude, some white dude, just, you know, one of the executives there told the director to put some big asses and more, you know, scantily dressed women in front of the camera, in front of like. You know, that happened to me when I was on the set of, um, I was doing this DMX video and lady told me to dress hot, like it's summer, right? So I put on my cute little summer dress. And when I got there, whatever, she was like, this is not it. Like literally they wanted the chicks to walk around in bikinis, yo, like, the bikinis and heels, and this is supposed to be in Harlem or whatever. It was Paramount Studios, no Universal Studios. But I'm just saying, so they don't, you ain't gonna see me that much. But the footage, like these, it was an all white crew, all white directors, whatever. They always like to do the extra footage that I believe they took back to Germany or whatever, Sweden, um, and and for their own pleasures and stuff, exploiting the women. What is this? Is it exactly just like selling printer the money come from repeated by the printer is one time deal. Yep. AI, all about it. Y'all liking this content? Make sure you click like and go to comedy hype news. I really enjoy comedy hype news. Respect. Like Bill Bellman is walking through the crowd. And I was just like, wow, dude. You know what I'm saying? You don't give a fuck. You just want to see some black butt, big butt. Scanly dressed, you know, sisters out there. I don't usually play like the whole video of a thing sometimes, but they were so on point on this one. I mean, Yamanika, the sister with the hat, she was so precise and like well said. And Pierre too. I'm always impressed with Pierre. Yeah, they they and this beautiful. They think they they think they know us better than we we know us, which is crazy to me. Yamanika, I want to close out with this because this does make me think about, I remember when um, there was a strike during, you know, girlfriends and then girlfriends never came back after the strike. And obviously I like, there has to be some real fear or just, you know, concern about what's going to happen if these executives don't step to the place. So I want to ask you um, in this candid moment, you know, is there any real fear for you, you know, as this continues to play out for your career? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a writer and an actress um so i'm not doing that we're back to 100 percent you know letting stand up hold us down i mean you know there are um we, who knows when the money's going to dry out right thankfully i have projects that i still get paid on but 
even those, like, I just got a check the other day for like 37 cents. This is what we're talking about. Like, um, you know, the, how it trickles down to the people who really, you know, put their talent into it. Um, but you know what, at the end of the day, God got us, right? So we can't keep complaining. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to say it like that about complaining, but it's like God got us. And I spent a lot of my youth worrying about where I was going to be, how I was going to make it, and I made it here. So I just say that she's dope. And I just wanted to say thank you for the folks who are watching this and everything. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all are dope. And uh, I appreciate y'all, man. I'm glad I appreciate y'all. Um, I don't think I got time to play this whole thing, but definitely go to Comedy Hype News. It's called Monique Strikes Back at Steve Harvey and Whoopi Over Strike. And this sister right here. She's just very articulate. I really like how she explains things. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to cut it close, short because I got to get ready. I do appreciate this. Um, click like on there if you don't mind. Subscribe. That'd be awesome. Share if you care and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, that's really it. <laughs> Did you? I we still did. I still didn't hold up. I'm gonna just go on and get to Carly. Okay, let me fast forward so we can get to the Carly Russell part. Here we go. All right, here we go. Women, black women out there now that we can be looking for now. Right, this is a, this is a big. Here we go. Not as much as they are, of course. You yeah, know, not our child, but it's a slippery slope. Once you put it out in public, and then you ask for. Here we go. So I'm glad that we uplifted it. And I'm also glad that we have we a go. platform like this where we can talk about it in our own space and we don't have to wait for other people to talk about it. Now, I do have a question. I believe you guys covered it, but if you're not, I do want to dig into our families entitled to privacy after they have publicly asked for help. That's something that's been buzzing on the internet. Uh, why should they have privacy when they publicly ask for help and people use their resources to look for Carly? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I'm, ready make, I'm, I'm ready to make it juicy. That's what I do here. Make it juicy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I had never heard of the Gilgo murders. Never heard of it at all. Most people have never heard of the Gilgo murders. What were them women? Were they white women? I never even heard about them. No research, no search, no another nation, no nothing. And let that go. Let, let, let all them, what, 10 white women got killed? And it was over 13 years we heard nothing about them. With no search for them. I heard of anything about them. I watch the news. I'm all everything. I'm online all the time. So I don't know why they let the white women just die and not and get killed and not really make a big deal of it like they should have. But again, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. My thing is this. Anybody going missing, we should go look for them. I don't give a damn, they white, red, right. green, whatever. Yeah, let's be real. When we start, just I get it. We're home. We're black people. We want to make sure ours are taken care of first. I have no problem with that. I get that. But when you make, when people make excuses of saying, well, she could have probably been a kid now, she could have, then it doesn't, it, it doesn't add to like believability and stuff. You know, the, the right. next, you know, I, I, I believe if we say, all right, this sister right here might be a little nutty. She might be, uh, what do you call it? Mental health. I'll say mental, mental health. health issues. Yeah. Mental health. She has that. If we say that more, then it, it has validity to let's go find the other ones who maybe aren't out there really get kidnapped. But when we say that's real, it makes it look, it, it just doesn't feel right. It's like, really? Just, it, doesn't, it just doesn't feel right to me. So, but back to the question, I'm sorry. The question um, privacy. about the family and privacy, yeah. Well, when you make it public, and I, I ain't mad at them for making it public, I guess they, they were looking for it at the time when she was missing. You're damn right to make it public. But you gotta be very careful when you say, I'm gonna put it out there, 
But then once we find her, please leave us alone. Don't bring it, but don't talk about it no more. I understand because they're emotionally attached to the situation. We're not as much as they are, of course. You yeah. know, not our child. But it's a slippery slope. Once you put it out in public, and then you ask for money too, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, where'd that money go? What's that money? I mean, they found her. What happens to that money? Do you keep the money? Like, what, what's this about, you know, the GoFundMe page? So I know that they said, I know that the family said that they didn't authorize any GoFundMe pages. I don't know of any, but um, I do know that they released the statement because they had been in calls okay. to release the money that uh, okay. no Go, GoFundMe was released in their name. And, and, look, and I'll say, at the end of the day, I'm happy she's found. Regardless, she's right. found. We can, get, we can get her fixed now. We can get, if, if it's mental illness, I, which I believe, let's get her fixed. I'm happy she's not dead. You know, at the end of the day, I'm happy that sister's not dead. So, Let's move past it. I wish we could move on and let her get herself together and then, you know, move on. We can work. There's so many other things happening. There are missing women, black women out there now that we can be looking for now. Right. This was, a, this was a big case, though. Yamanika, what do you feel about the privacy uh, issue? <laughs> I, um, I'm going to be, I'll tell you what I, because you know, you know how the comments get. Right, because people are all over the place with I this case. Love the second that I found out that they found her, I said, that don't sound right. Because um, especially where I live in Harlem, there's a big uh, thing with uh, girls being abducted, sex trafficking. They go into places uh, where there are a lot of uh, Black uh, and I know people say, hate hearing black and brown, but it's what the truth. They, they go after black and brown, not even just girls, boys too, and get them into all kinds of things that we don't see these children again um, or young adults. Um, but when they said they found her, I, yeah, I'm ready. I was like, mm, let's find out what, you know, like when you ever heard somebody been re-released from, from sex trafficking. But at the same time, we have to remember there was a scandal going around where people were using children as decoys. That's why I'm saying like, here's the problem with, with my people, my beautiful black people that I love being a part of, including black men, is when white people go through some shenanigans and, and something didn't work out, they all start whistling Dixie. They don't pay no attention to it. They don't even address it. They move forward. Black people, for whatever reason, we always feel like we have to cross our T's and dot our I's. Mm. Now, we got to go talk to the mama in Chicago that had her son, her son killed a guy. No go for me for her, because she don't deserve it. No go for me for this fam. You don't know what they need to go for me for. We always pocket watching Black people. We always putting this diplomacy that Black people are supposed to have. If that was a white family, they still had money, people would mind their business. We think Black people owe us we, you owe us. <laughs> if, the, if the girl really was missing and our family really was going through some shit, I have no problem letting them take the time the to, take no. to figure out what the fuck is happening. They don't owe me an answer right away. And I posted about the girl several times. Right, People right. People who need right. to know so bad need to ask themselves, why can't you give grace no matter what? Give grace. Who needs to fucking know? Give grace. And that's something that I also, uh, as we wrap up, uh, thank you so much, Yamanika and Pierre, for your feedback as we continue to track this case. As let's not rush so quick to criticize the family and also her. But this segment is called You Be the Judge. So in the comments, we definitely want to hear from you. And we talk back sometimes in the comments as well. So thank you so much for your feedback on this case as we continue to track. It's Joya for Comedy Hype. Thank you, Joy. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, this is a 
a tricky case for sure, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to end here. So we'll continue to get these updates and maybe tap back in with you, Joy, to see what's happening. Um, now, before we head out, of course, I'd like to know what you all have going on. Joy, before you head out, I'm going to start with you so we can go ahead and let you go. What do you have coming up? And of course, how can people keep up with you? Sure. All right. So oh, they fired the girl, man. They fired the girl. So can I do that flight pre-check? I got to do that online or can I do that when I get to the airport? I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, um, I'm asking. So now the girl got fired. Let's look at this, man. I'm really annoyed. Why does she have to get fired? That sucks. Y'all, what's up? Jamie. Okay, so this is, I've never seen her and I don't know where she's going. Jamie, that's me. Check her out if you can. I'm definitely not playing this whole bit. I don't, I'm just trying to get some video footage, trying to see what's up. So let's see what's up. Pass out flyers and other things, okay? They're saying, but since Russell's abruptly resurfaced police, but since she has abruptly resurfaced, police have revealed she had searched for a bus ticket price as well as the movies about kidnapping on the day she disappeared, drawing a lot of skeptic, a lot of skeptical thoughts. OK, um, they go on to say her co-workers uh, concern also started to turn into anger as the information came out that. As information came out that there were some questionable things, we've been a little pissed off. All right. Mainly because so many people took so much time to search. And this is what Stuart Rome is saying. So he's pissed off, too. So I figure in the interview that we just saw of Mr. Uh, Stuart Rome, he was saying the the um, professional thing that he needed to say on camera. <laughs> Which is the most important thing is that she's home with her family. But when he got over there on a phone call with New York Post, he said, let me tell you how I really feel about this. I'm pissed the fuck off. Okay? Because I know I was out there trying to search for hacks too. Okay? <laughs> That's what it's given. Now, they go on to say, in addition, the spa has been getting slammed with nasty social media messages, reviews, and damaging one-star reviews, y'all, because of its affiliation with Russell. Girl, there are victims in this situation, too. <laughs> Girl, what? Carly's not the victim. They are. How y'all gonna bash these people? What? So they go on to say, basically, we spent the last day battling to get things deleted. Comments, I've had to shut down my comment section on Instagram and Facebook, which hurt us because we do a lot of marketing there. We're just trying to keep the doors open. Y'all putting these people in their jobs in jeopardy. Like, who are the people that's bashing him because they're connected to Carly? Like, that makes no sense. Like, whoever's out there doing it, you stupid. That makes no sense. And it's it's like, I'm confused. I just, I can't. I can't, girl. I don't understand that. That does not make logical sense to me. But anywho, all right, they did go in uh, to say that uh, Russell uh, called 911 um, at 934. This is, we know the whole story, right? They pretty much go into the whole story. Um, they said that she was, she told the police that she was going to stay at the scene until they arrived, but she ended up vanishing for like two days. And then, of course, she came back. So we know those that whole spill, that whole story, that whole um, breakdown. But for the most part, I just wanted to see if we can get into some of the details as to her actually being uh, fired. All right. So let's see if they have any more uh, anything else in this article. And it doesn't really look like they do. They said her former employer in 
assumed that if her story is confirmed as a hoax, locals won't be as quick to unite the next time um, for similar scenario when if or should similar scenarios emerge. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I don't, mm, I just disagree with that. People really think because of her situation, others won't be so quick to jump on something. Not necessarily. I don't think so. I think they, I think they would. I think they would jump on it. But let's see if there's anything else. He says, I think it erodes faith for the next time. It erodes faith when people see somebody who's been abducted and they've been put through this. They're just not going to respond like they did, which is the worst part. Y'all let me know in the comments based on how this situation happened with Carly. Do you think it's going to prevent you from wanting to support another person's case? Because I feel like each case is different. Each case is different. I don't see why we would not still support a, a missing person's case. I just don't just because this person chose to have a hoax. That makes no sense because in all honesty, what made this story go as viral as it did was because people believed that it was a hoax. Right. So people often talk about how police and other folks don't take us serious when it comes to us missing. But do we take us serious when we when we're missing? Because in all honesty, in my personal opinion, it only went as viral as it did because a quote unquote hoax was attached to it. And people needed to verify whether that hoax was true or whether it wasn't. And so many other details came out, which made it so much more messier. So let's go ahead and check out the Daily Mail to see what they had to say, because they're saying Carly Russell is fired from her job at Alabama Spa after cops said she stole a bathrobe and toilet paper before she went missing for 49 hours. Now, what they're saying is that the Alabama woman who claimed she was kidnapped after seeing a toddler on a highway has been fired from her job at a spa. They're saying that Carly Russell worked at the Woodhouse Spa in Birmingham until they gave her the boot on Friday. On July 13th, she was caught on surveillance camera stealing a robe, okay, a bathrobe, toilet paper before leaving work for the day. She then called 911 to report a child along the freeway and then she vanished for 49 hours. They said she told officers she was kidnapped by a man and a woman. I'm so glad they put this in here. A lot of people keep having the same story. I keep constantly seeing it in the comments and they keep saying she never reported herself missing. She never reported herself missing. Well, number one, how many missing people actually report themselves as missing? Typically, the family member or a loved one does that. Stop that. Number two, did you not hear the entire press conference or did you just hear what you wanted to hear? <laughs> she confirmed to the officers, honey, that she was kidnapped by a man being over there taken to a woman and a child. Did y'all miss all of that? Did y'all miss all of that? Okay. All right. So, anywho, she said that she was held in an 18-wheeler and then wrestled free, but... It's not a period there. She said that she wrestled free. They caught up with her, threw her back in the car and took her back to the 18 wheeler. This was her whole story. All right. So police out in Hoover said they are unable to corroborate her story. And it has since emerged. She searched online the uh, movie Taken and researched whether an Amber Alert would be issued for someone her age. Ain't that something? And whether she had to pay for it. Now they're saying that her boyfriend, Tamara Simmons, helped lead the search and was initially overjoyed at her return. After police delivered their update, he removed all trace of her on his social media as he did. They said on Friday her boss said she had been fired. Okay? Miss Carly had been fired from that job. 
Stuart Rome told the New York Post, Russell's colleagues were initially distraught, but are now angry. All right. It was really devastating for them thinking a co-worker was abducted the following day. Saturday was the busiest day and they had to plug along. And then once they finished doing what they needed to do in the meantime, in between time, they passed out flyers and things. All right. They said as the information came out, there were some questionable things. We've been a little pissed off, mainly because some people took off, took so much time out to search for her. Basically, they spent the last day deleting comments and everything. So they are pretty much saying the same thing that the New York Post is saying. And they are confirming, too, that. He said she had been fired and she was fired on that Friday once they found out that she was over there stealing. Now, my thing is, if he would have never knew that uh, if this case would have never went down with the whole she's missing, she's missing. I'm just wondering whether they would have ever found out she was over there stealing. Probably would have never knew. Uh, okay, I'm done with that. Done with that. You mean this whole time? Y'all didn't see it? I, what the hell am I thinking? I thought y'all were watching that. Wow. I'm so sorry. I thought y'all were watching it. And then I got rid of it. So there we go. Let's move on. She got fired. We know that. Let's see what this Choice TV is going to be telling me. If you're lucky, you might get 100K. If you're in high demand and well-respected, the show does well. You know, Taraji P. Henson went in about this a couple years ago. When she Moving forward. But the new guy and Sandra and Juan and Kevin from down the block are not going to get these opportunities like that. So guess what? When they do get opportunities to act, a lot of them, a lot of these actors and entertainers have to take what they can get because, again, it's hard as hell to find work. It's hard as hell to even get a call back from a job even you applied to. You know, imagine being an actor where you're living in Los Angeles or New York City and there's so much competition. You know, if you don't stand out, you won't get these chances. So all these actors that are out here in Los Angeles, New York City, waiting tables, they're just looking for a chance. So, again, I don't know how far this will go because, again, if these actors and producers and writers want to leave they'll just find the next generation who's willing to work for shit pay just so they can prevail and elevate you know there's even a lot of rumors that a lot of executives are waiting for this writer strike to keep going until all these people go broke and lose money which will inevitably happen because all these people are replaceable what makes things even worse is ai which leads me to my next point AI, artificial intelligence, robots are now the demise of the entertainment industry. What happened to the music industry in the early 2000s is now happening to your favorite actors and entertainers. Now we have come up with something called streaming. Because back then it was easy to measure how much actors can get. Actors can get a percentage from certain TV shows based on how long they were on camera if the show was constantly played as reruns on TV networks. Now, a lot of TV shows are playing the same shows. And now, the only way a lot of actors are getting shine is if they end up on streaming platforms. We have more jobs for actors, but that means less money. Now, anybody that knows anything about business, we all know that you have to do what you can to keep your budget as low and tight as possible, but to also accommodate your consumers. If you're a restaurant owner, what do you got to do? You got to fire some employees and install a kiosk like McDonald's did. If you're short on staff at your hotel, you got to program some robots or you got to pay people lower. What, what would you prefer? Would you rather hire, hire robots to literally do shit for free? Or would you rather hire a person who you have to give a pension plan and benefits to? See what I mean? So this is where AI comes in. 
a lot of writers are intimidated because now AI is doing the work for them. And AI is rapidly growing from the smartphones to the cameras to the fingerprint scans to the fact that a lot of us hold our phones up to our faces to unlock our screens and so much more. Also, the photography industry is in jeopardy because now you can have an AI machine do your headshots for you. Paid AI $17 to create a hundred professional headshots. Here's how it went. The website I use is called tridonai.com. And they cost $17 for a hundred photos. You specify your gender. They currently only have male and female. And you're allowed to upload up to 20 photos that clearly shows your face. You can then select what styles you want. I choose professional studio and professional outdoors because I want professional results. It took almost 48 hours to get my photos back. I ended up liking almost 40% of the photos, but I only picked 10 of them that I can realistically use in a professional setting. My results gave me incredible styling ideas and poses that I could potentially use for Additionally, if you if you have a resume that you need polishing for or a cover letter you need polishing, you can have an AI do the whole thing for you. So AI is going to be the threat to a lot of these writers. A lot of these writers are trying to put a stop to it. But unfortunately, it's too late. Because the industry is changing and, uh, and inflation has gone up and our pay is not going up in line with the industry changes. Um, with network TV, you're able to get paid properly for your work and residuals, which are royalties. Uh, that has not happened since the streamers have come in because they've not basically been held to the same uh, accounts as the network TV. So basically, you can make a TV show. It can be watched by 50 million people around the globe. And these streamers can send you a check for 29 cents as a royalty because they there is no transparency. They don't have to tell you how many people are watching and how much money they're making from the show. So our money has gone down. Uh, exponentially over the years while the streamers and these executives at the top of these studios are making millions and mil billions of dollars. You know, we're not against technology. We're against using our intellectual property to feed into the sausage machine that is AI. You know, to train the AI, you're going to have to feed information into it. And what they're doing is they, for, for writers specifically, they're going to want to feed our scripts, our intellectual property into AI and whatever it, rubbish it, 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 it spouts out of the other end, then they'll get maybe one writer to make it look like a human actually wrote it. And that's what they're trying to do so that you know what we all we want is safeguards of getting them stealing our work and not paying us for using our work to train this robot in order to put us out of work and for actors now they can put the face of anybody on anybody's body to make any kind of movie so basically what's going to happen is that there'll be less and less work for actors and people's images can be used without their consent what they'll do is they'll do what mcdonald's did they'll just find computers to do half the fucking work and robots can do half, if not 10 times the work for literally close to nothing. All robots need is maintenance. They don't really need much. You don't have to give a robot a pension plan, a retirement plan. They don't need none of that shit. They just need to be programmed to do their fucking job, you know? So robots are a lot easier to deal with. So this, unfortunately, won't go anywhere. And I really want to talk about how scary AI is getting because a couple of years ago, there was this viral video of an AI robot mimicking Obama. It was a computerized simulation showing us how it's so easy for them to literally use entertainers' faces and simply monetize them and make them be able to say what they want. How about this? Simply, President Trump is a total and complete dipshit.
Now, you see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. It's been less than a week since the deadliest mass shooting in American history. And foremost in all of our minds has been the loss and the grief felt by the people of Oregon. So who needs actors? Who needs, you know, on-camera personalities? Who needs TV hosts when you can literally make and program your own? I gotta keep it real. This shit is going to go nowhere. Now, AI has been pretty much taking over the world. Almost everybody got a fucking Alexa in their fucking apartment. Everyone has like a robot vacuum. Everyone has, you know, a kiosk at an airport. You know, now when you go to Japan, they have like little miniature robots help you out. When you go to certain hotels in Miami or summer hotels, in Mexico City, or someone hotels in even Central or Western Europe, you see they got those little robots that follow you to your hotel room, lead you to your hotel room, or even bring you fresh hot towels or alcoholic beverages. You know, AI has pretty much been taken over. And I, and I will say that a lot of us kind of traded peace, privacy, and patience for conveniency. And that's just the way it is. And I think AI is going to continue to expand. And a lot of writers are actually fighting, same with actors, against AI. Now, we think AI is all cute and, cute and fun and games when we see it on TV and we see it in movies, but this shit is actually coming into fruition in real life. A lot of actors are going to be replaced by robots in the near future. Now, many of y'all may say, how the fuck is that possible? Because doesn't the world always need actors? Well, unfortunately... No, we're not always going to need actors. We just need to entertain people. At that point, it's like, who the fuck needs actors anymore? If actors are going to go on strike and try to make these corporations go broke, why would these billion-dollar corporations tolerate this anymore? Like what happened to the music industry in the early 2000s is what's happening to the entertainment industry now. A lot of your favorite entertainers and actors are going to be replaced. For example, a lot of entertainers like Nicki Minaj, for example, are always complaining about streams. How are streams calculated? How can we calculate how much you get? How is it that for certain artists, you need like what, like 200 people to 1,000 people stream your song? That's nothing. And then a lot of these major corporations who make these platforms like Apple and Spotify or Pandora and much more, they make billions of dollars just from us downloading these platforms, but the artists have to work twice as hard to chart on Billboard, to chart on streaming platforms, and to even make a make a decent pretty penny. So if you're not a big enough artist, you're not gonna make that much money off of music. So it's really unfortunate, but that's what's happening to the entertainment industry. AI is taking over. You know, and it's funny because a lot of us don't realize this, but the Simpsons, you know, the Simpsons predicts every fucking thing, predicted this. Same thing with Futurama. They predicted this. They predicted that we're all going to be replaced by robots. They predicted the fact that a lot of medical professionals are going to be replaced by robots. And last but not least, musicians aren't safe either. Yeah, an AI can definitely write a script. Yeah, an AI can definitely replace an actor. But best believe that an AI artist can replace an actual artist. Why pay an artist millions of dollars every couple of years when it's time to renew their contract when you can make an artist based off of the algorithm and based off of what people like? Did y'all hear that? Michael Jackson munch freestyle that an AI computer generated where Michael Jackson was out here rapping munch by Ice Spice. Your favorite musicians are all going to be replaced by simulations. Now that's just damn ridiculous.
He thought about spilling you. Hey, hey, what kind of shit is this? An AI. Like, you see how creepy and odd this is? So we can't sit up here and say, oh, well, that that's that. Who cares? Who cares about this? This affects all of us. And these writers and these actors get replaced by AI. Guess who's next? Your ass. You know, people love to say, oh, well, you know, my job is this. My job is that. Your job can easily be replaced. So if you can invest into other different avenues, if you have a passion, pursue that shit. If you have other things that you would invest into, please invest into it because none of our jobs are lucrative. It don't matter what you do, whether you're a doctor, you're an attorney, a lawyer, none of your jobs are lucrative because look what happened when the pandemic came. People thought doctors and nurses were so untouchable, but look how many doctors and nurses quit because they were so overbearing by all the hours they worked compared to all the money that they felt like they should have made. Look how many nurses and doctors left. Look how many nurses and doctors were, were, were overwhelmed because they were so understaffed because so many doctors and lawyers didn't want to, so many doctors and nurses didn't want to come to work because they were overwhelmed by the workload, the amount of people that were coming in. So no job is lucrative. Literally nothing is lucrative. The only thing that's lucrative is actual assets. So retirement plans, pension plans, owning property, owning gold, owning silver, having something maybe even like cryptocurrency or a stock, those things are more lucrative than any job. Because Gabrielle Union said it the best, your favorite entertainers are one to two paychecks away from not being able to pay for their things. That's it. Certainly black entertainers, black celebrities. Um, we don't, for all of the the Oprahs and the, the people who have just a a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, most of us are one or two checks away from not having money to pay for all of our things. You know what I mean? Um, so this stoppage of work and money it is impacting marginalized celebrities the most. Um, you know, like all those influencers you see who take all the trip, they're in Dubai one week and they're in, you know, some whatever, London the next week and Paris the next week. And they're, they're they seem to be everywhere. Um, they may not have a lot of liquid income, right? And you need, you can't charge your rent. You, you have to pay your rent. Hold up. Chrissy, what? You said you started buying gold and silver with J.M. Bouillon. What is that? Girl, I need to do a whole thing on that. crazy you gotta give me some info on that one girl all right so if you don't have the opportunity to to to, to um you know do all the things and then we have inflation where now instead of paying like a couple dollars for milk you're now paying five to six dollars for a gallon of milk where now you're paying way more for gas than you did two years ago where now groceries are just disgustingly more expensive than it used to be where you literally pay $200 for groceries and you only get like 20 items. Like what the fuck they do that at? Like I remember you used to be able to get like 60 things of $100 and now you're only able to get 20 items and it costs $200. This is not going to end in anyone's favor because again, AI is taking over and AI, I hate to admit it, but we all got to be real. A lot of us can't help but support it. A lot of us know that it's a genius idea like 
AI is just genius, but you asked for this. A lot of us got this. A lot of us don't have a choice but to respect this. You know, AI is one of the best inventions that's going to come out. And it's a big reason why a lot of us are going to be able to prevail and do things quicker. It's a reason why a lot of us are able to get quicker information. You know, a lot of us nowadays, instead of using things like maps or MapQuest or learning how to read a fucking compass, a lot of us rather go on Google Maps. You know, we could shit on AI all we want, which unfortunately it does suck. And like, I would say like, it's, it's an evil thing, but it does come in handy. Like how many of y'all use Google maps? How many of y'all are turning on that speaker to have Google maps guide you back in the early 2000s and back in the nineties, people were out here using MapQuest where you had to have somebody in the passenger seat, guide you, tell you where to go. But now with AI, we have things such as Google maps where now we realistically. Hold up. Nairobi, Kenya. Our dollar does not have same value at all. American dollar doesn't have the same value. Okay. I want to I want to do a thing on that. That sounds very interesting. Well, I guess I'll find out how money is used over in Central America right quick. Won't I? <laughs> Anyways, it's been a long, long uh, podcast. Y'all been hanging out with me. It's been three and a half hours and i know a lot of people say they wouldn't listen to a three and a half hour podcast but i do you know i listen to gossip girl for a good three hours when i'm early in the morning like my husband likes to sleep in but he doesn't want me to get up and i like to sleep up, get up early so i put my headphones on and i listen to my podcasts on youtube and gossip girl is one of them she's like three hours there's a bunch of them anyways thank you guys for watching thank you christian affirmation the American dollar is dropping globally. That's why I wanted to travel right now. Okay. That's why, because it kept. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to get out here, get my passport, you know, and, and, and see the world, you know, while it's feasible to do, you know, before it's $40,000 to travel or whatever. Anyways, um, I'm probably going to do some podcasts or, you know, from wherever I'm at. And I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Please click like please click like. It's very appreciated. And I hope y'all learned some stuff today. I definitely learn. Every time I do a podcast with y'all, I expose my, myself to new information. Tell my cousin, is he feeling better? Chrissy, about to join Passport Bros? <laughs> They're going to be like, you're fat. You're ugly. You better watch it. Fat and ugly. But give me your money. Uh, he is definitely feeling better. Thank you for asking. He is recuperating is the word I'm using. He's definitely, we had such a great time. Okay. I just came back yesterday. I've been out there for three weeks and uh, we went to um, Six Flags, the water thing. I don't know what it's called, but hurricane, whatever. It was awesome. Then we went to the wave park. There's this wave pool where the waves come like every 15, 20 minutes and I have a ball. And then we went to Sedona. We went to um, Sedona, Arizona, y'all. It's considered this highly spiritual place with a bunch of vortexes and portals and stuff and a holy spiritual place. And we went. It was awesome. You know, they have hot springs. We didn't get there. We went to Slide Rock, these rocks that are like natural slides. And then all this water comes. My son bumped his head, of course. So I had to take him to the ER. So there that go. But that's another story. You know life. Life. But he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> he just had to rest a little bit, you know, for a few days, but he's okay. But um, that's what we did. We had a good time, Chrissy. So we were, we... oh, you'd be watching. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on. But I had to come back, you know. It's my daughter's birthday. She's gonna be 19. I remember 19, man. Dang. So that's what we're doing, some very spiritual stuff. Ooh. Out in the tropical forests. Ooh. And that's that. Inshallah. All right. Bye, y'all. I hope to see you probably tomorrow, maybe. I'd be that'd be dope, huh? To be like, hey y'all, I'm in Panama City. Hey y'all, you know, I'm excited, I'm excited to see about it. Anyways, thank you, family. Uh again, click like, please click like. It does make a difference. All right, have a good night. When you're coming back on live, hopefully tomorrow, Chrissy. I might come live from the airplane. I mean, I'm you know, I'm definitely gonna be recording myself while I'm in this crazy adventure. You know, it's very, very cool. Yeah, now I've never been out the country except for TJ. I've been to Tijuana, Mexico. We call it TJ. And, um, you know, that don't count really, you know, but uh, flying to another country. You got to do it though, y'all. You got to do it for like the rest of your life. You got to just get out there and don't be afraid to do it. All right. Got to do it. All right. Have peace. You guys are my best friends. You really are. Hey, look. Woo, woo, woo. Hey. Shout out. All right, y'all. You can purchase those. Go to his Instagram and all that. Bye, y'all. <laughs>